Hey everybody, <laughs> this is Griffin Gaming RPG, and welcome back to the Soul Citizens, and we are excited to be back this week. You know why I had to do that fast cart? Why I had to do that countdown? Had one Sesame Street all of a sudden? No, because there's some weird bug that XSplit has with Stream Deck that makes that delay pop up, and I spent all weekend trying to do research to figure out how to get around it, and there's no workaround. So, yeah. If I want to use my stream deck, I have to wait 20 seconds before a scene changes like that, which is very aggravating. But thank you all for your patience. Hello, everybody. <laughs> uh, Pops, go Mav, all the cool people. Ramar, awesome. Oh, man, look who's here. Everybody's here. Dark Knight, hey, good to see you guys. Oh, Kuno, hey, welcome back, Kuno. Um, listen, let me introduce who we've got on today. Uh, we've got, uh, let me, let's see, we're going to start. We got two. Well, this isn't a different face. One of the faces isn't different, but let me start with Fastcart, my buddy. Fastcart, how are you? F Fastcart FC, how are you? I, and and in honor of the show, I just gotta say, it's so hard to say goodbye oh yesterday. I'm glad you said it and didn't sing it. That's good. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. And uh, to my left, we have our one of our newest members of the Soul Citizens team, the wonderful, lovely Jade. Jade, you there? Hello, Griffin. Hello, Soul Citizens. Hello, Twitch chat. Hey, awesome. It is so good to have you on board with us. And Colossal, hey, what's up with the sub gift? Thank you. Thank you. We were just looking for you, by the way. Your uh, Discord said you weren't online. But uh, thanks for the sub gift. And last but not least, we have the man himself, the legend. I, I don't, I, you know, I guess I have to call him the legend, right? Fast cart. Thank I mean, you. this, this brother's yeah. been around for a good little bit amount of time. The one and the only, and you know what? Sub Vigio. Let's just say it. Is, it. is that how you pronounce it? That's how you pronounce it. But everyone usually always calls me Gio anyway. Right. There's somebody who so wants you y'all can always call me Gio. <laughs> right. There's somebody who wants to say something to you, and I'm gonna let the person say. This is our our other team member called Whammer. And Whammer heard you were going to be on the show. So this is what he, he wow. wants to, he, he wants to say a little, a, well, hopefully he wants to say a little message to you. Uh, let me see if I, where is he at? Where is he, where is he at? He's got to be somewhere on here. There he is right there. Let's see. Sub the Geo. His name is Geo Get Money TV. <laughs> so that's what he wants to say to you is that your name is Geo Get Money TV. Is that still the name that you go by or is it strictly Sub the Geo now? Strictly Sub Geo, if you look right, for me. All right, well, I'm gonna, all right, I'm gonna tell him you can't use that name anymore. Okay. <laughs> Every yeah, everything's at Sub Geo, so you'll never find me if you're looking for me. I know people are like they were looking for me on uh, Instagram. I'm like yes. no, Sub Geo, got to find me on. I just, I just have one question: Is it is it Mr. Geo if you're nasty? <laughs> yes, Mr. Go, Mr. Go time. <laughs> Well, Gio, listen, we were really excited about having Gio back on uh, because Gio is a old head when it comes to Star Citizen, uh, like Fast Cart and myself. Jade is the one person who, she's a medium. What's your medium, Jade? Are you a medium yeah. old head? Yeah, you're I, a medium. I, I say medium old head because I came in, <laughs> what, December 2016. So I, I still remember a lot of the old stuff, but... I also remember like that whole 2017 wait for 3.0. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. Awesome.
awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, okay. Well, listen. You were wanna... here for the dark times. Yeah, the dark. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the dark times. Oh boy, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Um, but you know what? The name of this show today is Things We Left Behind, and we called it that because we Fast Cart and I were talking, and we just kind of came up with this thing that there's a lot of stuff in the history of the development of Star Citizen that a lot of the community people maybe never did participate in, or they only heard about it. Maybe they saw a video on YouTube, uh, but there's some stories behind some of it. And so hopefully we can go back and give you guys some insight to a lot of the things that CIG uh, used to produce uh, to help us with understand the development of Star Citizen. Some of it will be familiar. Some of it may be stuff you've never heard of. Hopefully we'll be able to share some stories with you guys about it and give you some insight to those things that we left behind. Uh, some of them are things we wish we still had, and some of them we're glad they're gone. So... <laughs> We're going to talk about that a little bit today, but we're going to look at a video real quick. And uh, you guys just kind of remember this. Gio, do you remember when we used to have bugs, like real bugs? Not 30Ks, but real bugs. Uh-oh. Uh, I do remember some I do remember. Remember some real crazy stuff that used to pop you remember off some, those right. bugs. Yeah. So let, let's, let's show them some of the bugs, Gio, that we used to have back in the day, okay? For those of you all who weren't around back then, uh, that was a while back. Um, and uh, Geo, do you remember back before we got SSDs, what it was like to log into the game? Before SSDs? Oh, so, <laughs> it took forever. Matter of fact, oh, as soon as I made this computer, I, I had bought an SSD to make sure it was all just for Star Citizen. So I made sure that mm -hmm. I never had to deal with the... The regular uh, hard drives, but uh, I've seen that struggle and how long it would take. 
it took a long time fast car did you uh were you on hard drives or ssd the whole time there was a time when i when i had to clear off uh, i only had a 240 gigabyte um ssd on my old my old computer before i got this one mm -hmm. so there, there were times when i cleared off star citizen from my ssd to my mechanical drive mm -hmm. to play another game for for, for, for a period, like match if i can drum it or whatever mm -hmm. And there are times, then when I stopped playing Mass Effect Andromeda, I forgot to put Star Citizen back on my SSD. So I, there was like a month or so when I was playing Star Citizen from my mechanical drive. And I was like, what is going on? I thought it was just a bad patch. Mm. <laughs> I thought it was just a bad patch. I got you. But yeah, it, 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 I don't want to do that again. Okay. Jay, what about you? Were you always SSD or did you have to leave behind a hard drive at some point? When I first um, started playing Star Citizen, I had a mechanical hard drive. <laughs> it took about, I think around five to 10 minutes to load the game. Uh, and I quickly learned, yes, I need to invest in an SSD. Yeah. But yeah, it was painful, um, you know, for, for people who did not have an SSD. Just loading the game, like in 2.5 and 2.6, it took a long time. Yeah, people used to always hear me say that you could start the game, go make a sandwich, get some coffee and come back. And it would still be loading, you know, just to get past. Take a shave. Yeah. Take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was it was pretty rough back in the early days. Pretty rough in the early days. Okay, so but we, back to you, but, 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 back back to your your bug video just now. Mm -hmm. it, 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 that remind me, I don't see it. I don't see it on list. I'm I'm going to bring it up now. Mm -hmm. Which glitch? Which glitch? Yes, yes. There actually there's some shows, and I should have. Thank you for saying that for fast cars. There are some shows that we didn't try to squeeze into this because there's just too many. There were there were more things that little pieces that CIG used to do. Uh, but thank you for mentioning that. Which glitch was where they just basically, they themselves highlighted the glitches that were in the game. And they used to do that every week, mm -hmm. which was pretty interesting. Okay, so we're going to take the clock all the way back. This is before Jade's time, but I know Jade knows about it. And Gio, I think you were around back then, and so was Fastcart, when we used to have wing, Wingman's Hangar. Do you guys remember that one? Yeah, I had just came in at the tail end of um, Wingman's Hangar. That's it was going first, on. Um, mm -hmm. Invest. Yeah, I think it was like the last couple months of it mm -hmm. uh, before they before they switched to uh, Sandy and Ben. So I got to catch a couple of the uh, the episodes mm -hmm. before I switched over. I, they were real informative. I did uh, like how it started, I, it, but we definitely evolved from that as well too. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's take a quick look at it. This is the the very first episode, and I kind of really appreciate when you go back and watch episode one of Wingman's Hangar, the very first of any of the community shows that CIG did. And, you know, we see, we're used to kind of seeing like the sets right now. Everything looks really nice and professional with nice lighting and stuff. But trust me, it was an entirely different thing back then. So let's take a quick look. Let me double back here, turn that off and turn this on. And let's take a look at it. <laughs> you gotta put Landlock on. All right, everybody, welcome to <laughs> and uh, you know, more like crazy, those kind. So anyway, uh, that name may not stick. If you have a better name for us, by all means, send it in. Put it in the forum. Please, please send something. Yeah, it could be basement, it could be wingman's den, it could be wingman's. Yeah, it's too, it's too loud. Whatever you want it to be, just let us know. And we'll we'll have it. We'll uh, we'll change it right now. It's wingman's nuts. Cause I think that's damn funny. Uh, anyway, I wanted to introduce our first our first 
cast today, I want to introduce you guys to a, a good friend of mine and, and um, somebody that's, uh, that's joining our team. And his name's Michael Moreland. Um, Michael, why don't you tell me a little bit about what you're going to be doing here? Oh, uh, well, my kind of a, as I mentioned in the uh, little interview that Ben did of me online, um, my official titles are media producer, which means I'm helping do things like this broadcast, and uh, project manager, which means I'm going to help make sure we deliver on time. That's my goal. Yep, yep. Now, Michael and I go back okay. quite a ways. I mean, actually, um, it's 30-something years. A Seven, I think. Is it eighty-seven? Is it eighty-seven? Eighty-eight. We're doing so, summer high school theater together. Uh, Seventy-eight. 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 78. 78. 78. 78. 78. 78. You know what? Let's go. I know, right? Yeah, that, that is, is Mike. Isn't it beautiful? Isn't it beautiful? <laughs> anyway, um, Michael and I did plays together back in high school. Uh, <laughs> we did Woody Allen's Death Knox. We did Death Knox. Woody Allen's Death Knox. Michael was Death. He was Nate Ackerman. Y'all got to understand this is before they got what, 500 million or whatever they had. I'm scared that should be my guess. What you got back then? Really? Yeah. One of the saddest. Yeah, they're around 70 million. Your mic sucks balls. It says the mic's no good. What, is it too loud, too hot for you guys? Only 70 million. See, he's talking about the mic being bad on the video, see? Here's it better? We'll figure it out. We're still figuring out how to get the levels all. Oh, it's too hot. You know what? I can fix that, actually. That's not a problem. I can, right. I can oh. go down like this. Is right. that better? Oh, yeah. You're, yeah you watch your clipping. Now it's better. Thank you. Is that, <laughs> that? See there? And he thought it was me. See there? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Just okay. That, that, yeah. See, this is all going to be... <laughs> yeah, we got chat twenty twenty one. Already you're making the show That is exactly what it looks like. That's because we don't have the talent to do it ourselves. Look, yeah. You know, can we come on? This is our first broadcast. Now we know what we can do. Right? No, this is actually the first time I've ever even done this at all. Really? Yeah, this. This that you've ever talked I've been about? I've on webcast, but I haven't talked to, to on webcast. That's, That's true. We, this is our first webcast. It's a, and it's actually, um, we'll show you guys the, the room we're in right now. Ooh, but, ladies, baby, um, cool. I get that reference. I appreciate you for that reference. this will be, yeah, you'll hear a lot of echo. Eventually, we'll put some sound dampening up, but um, right now, it's, it's, you know, we're just getting up in the office. We just got our computers. We just got... You know, we've got like eight people here now. We've got another 12 coming. Notice that month. eight people. Um, you know, we're just blowing and going. It's all, you know, all because of you guys. Um, so, Mike, why don't you talk a little bit about your background? Well, we all know that they started off with, uh, was it 400 employees, 300 employees? <laughs> no, they had like 200. But let the trolls say there was a full blown studio as soon as they started. Oh. You know. I was working as a broadcast graphics designer and uh, took an interview. I'm going to try to speed up a little bit here in the video because there is a part where they show what they were using for equipment. And some of you don't know this. They started in Austin and they were using, and this is, by the way, people would just kind of step in and walk into the show out of nowhere. I mean, it was really, really lack of what crude. Is that a better way of saying how the show was back then? More laid back. Less showy. Less corporate. Here we go. That's this is what the setup was like. And what they did was they bought equipment from another company that was going out of business. And they were actually in a house. It was like a house or a. It was something like a house or something that they were using in the beginning. But take a look at this. This is what the tech. This is what the tech looked like in the early days, guys. For the community show. Is that where I thought Citizen look, 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 money look, went look, to, buy, to buy old, old equipment from look, the old companies? My, uh, it was a 50 inch TV. And they were using a GoPro. And like some type of light that looked like it's from like Home Depot or something. I can't get my mouse to. Damn. 
Yeah. And he talks about how they got the equipment from another uh, studio that had closed down. So here we go, a little jump point stop, a little quick thing for you. This is the early, early days, gang. And early days. What is the date on the video? This is episode one, so I don't know. Just look up episode one. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Yeah, so this was definitely before I got it. All right, all right, all right. Let's turn it back around. All right, all right. Let's see what we got here. Let's see if we can put this thing back Okay, this is uh, December 28, 2012. So this is the, like, um, two months after the Kickstarter ended. Right. So this is right after the Kickstarter. And right. the thing that, I mean, we could talk about it a little bit here. Jade, have you ever seen this before? I've seen a clip of it. This, and I have stuff? to agree with Lady Space Patrol. Mm -hmm. Like, mm, it's very off-putting. I'm, I'm glad I wasn't around back then. Yeah, there was a lot of interesting controversy about this. Uh, what was his name? Peterson. What was his first name? I can't think of it. Peterson. Um, it was I forget. Uh, Peterson. Who remembers in yeah. chat what his name was? It was something Peterson? I can't remember. He's always been called Wingman to me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of what it was. Yeah, it, it, here's the here's the interesting part. Now I see Gladstone saying it was a lot more fun, and Eric mm -hmm. Peterson, Eric, thank you, Baylor, thank you. It, it was interesting because here's the dip that was different. It was a very male oriented show. If you remember at the beginning of the show, there was a pause. They were talking. He said, "Welcome to," and it cut out, and then it came back on. The show was called Wingman's Hanger. Eric had this great thing of liking to say Wingman's nuts. <laughs> And they blocked it out in the audio edit because he said that because it wasn't officially the name of the show. And there was a little bit of concern about, you know, calling the show Wingman's Nuts. Now he would, he would coyly say, we're talking about because you guys are crazy, but then he'd do a wink, wink behind it. And so um, there was a real issue dealing with that term for a while in the background of this show. Uh, but in the beginning, it was very, very basic. Like you see in this, it was in a room, um, over the years, it built up. They got a little bit more professional. I want to say there was like 72 episodes of this. And then, and like Gio said, it, it started to wind down. And then we went into, was it ATV after that, right, Gio? Was that where we went yeah, to? Yeah, around the verse. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, and that, and that, that went on for years. Yeah, this went on for years. Okay, all right. So I'm going to take a quick vote. Fast cart. I know you weren't around, Jade, so I won't. I won't impose this one on you. But fast okay. cart is this one of the ones that we should, we wish we still had, or, or are we glad that it's left behind? What's your What's your vote on that? I wasn't around for it, and I'm glad I wasn't around for it. <laughs> <laughs> I came right after. Okay, right after. Uh, 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 after, yeah. Okay, all right. Gio, what about you? How did you think? What did you think about it? Uh, I like the unprofessionalism about it. People just mm -hmm. walk in and the devil say hi. That used to happen with a couple other yep. shows and streams as well, though. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're no longer like that. But uh, yeah, I, I'm glad this one's kind of gone. Mm -hmm. um, it, it cuts off a lot of the fluff because a lot of stuff they were talking about, you're like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> kind of went off, you know, went off the topic and stuff. Yeah. Now they're kind of like more on topic but i do love yeah. the off-topic show sometimes too but yeah. i'm kind of i'm kind of glad wingman hanger's gone yeah i would i would agree with you geo i think when they went to atv and rtv it got better because rtv became better. the more casual version and atv was the more scripted version you know what i mean so i, and yeah. I agree it is nice when they kind of because we got to see other people they came and sat in it was really kind of cool this was very rough but it also it was the very first thing that they did but i will give them credit 
that back in 2012, they were already trying to communicate with the community, you know, in a way that a lot of other developers weren't doing. Yeah, like two months after. Yeah, yeah, two months into it, they were really talking to folks. So, you know, it was interesting. All right, so let's let's go on to the next one here. This is, uh, these are not necessarily in chronological order. They're more in alphabetical order for my sanity. Uh, but the next one is some of you, may not some of you know that we've gone through a lot of different iterations of the hanger uh but we want to see some one of the earlier versions of being in the hanger and this is done by scott manley so take a look at this oh it's scott manley here with the final long-awaited first reveal of star citizen yes the hanger module is finally available and you are able to walk around it uh, looking like this dude, they've obviously modelled it on me with his uh, incredibly efficient hairstyle. Now, I have not been as big as perhaps other people. I only have two ships in my hangar at this side. At this time, I have the Aurora, which is the cheap basic ship. It's kind of like a Winnebago in space. And then I have the Origin 300i, which is like a space BMW. I actually have the 325. Uh, which is a military version that has more guns and missiles and stuff but I only have it as an upgrade and therefore I guess it doesn't show in my regular pack. Now we can take a wander around the outside and take a look at things. There's some of the guns there. Nice big spaceship style guns. We've got an engine there, no doubt quite capable of developing sufficient thrust. Oh, we have a door which uh, in an eerily familiar way doesn't actually open yet but uh, hopefully that will not prove to be the same level of rage that uh, producing as it was in Eve. Nice detailed undercarriage here. Look at that, even the cables and stuff, the brake lines are all like, in there. The That's pretty cool. Let's, yeah. let's just go back to in, you know first person view. This is all done in the Crytek engine, which of course is used by Crisis. And as such, it requires some quite hefty specs. I hear there's um, 8 gigs RAM minimum spec. There's us opening the side of the one entrance. We can go over and we can open the other one. Let's do that as well. I haven't figured out how to close them. That's the only thing. Um, so yeah, the, it requires a 64-bit system. You've got to have 8 gigs of memory. The minimum graphics card is quite you know, hefty. But the good thing is the actual release of the game is a couple of years out. So Moore's Law is on your side. Yeah, everything that is required to run this will probably cost half as much. Uh, when it is actually released. But man, this is us on the interior. Again, you know, you can press F1 and uh, it's kind of hard to get the angles on this. No, F1. Let's see if that works. No, it doesn't. Well, we can still whirl, look around and see stuff. What does this say? Oh, come on. Attention! Open this and MEP. I'm going to stop the audio and just let it play for a little bit. Gio, you kind of hit on something there. Back when they, they called these modules, right? In the early days, because we didn't have the world per se, the verse, right? We had just these kind of sections and the hangar one was the first one we got, right? If I'm remembering correctly. Right. And it, well, yeah. no, was it was this first or was was Rink Wing Com No, this was first and then came Arena Commander, right? Yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. yeah. Yeah, this came first, then Arena Commander. Yeah, you're right. This was the first thing. Um, tell people what-, and I, what put, I put the date in, in quick chat. It's um, August. Um, 30, oh, okay. 2013. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, uh, Gio, kind of tell people what could you do back then when you went into the hangar in those early days like that? What were some of the things you could do? 
Hey, real quick before that, because I forgot about Aaron Wingman's hanger. Yeah, yeah. He was one of the first people or the devs that came on my video when I, tr uh, you know, trapped the trolls in the game. Um, he came in, left a comment. And this is after he left the studio. He said, mm -hmm. um, you know, Star Citizen is a legit game and good people are working on it. This is when, like, those first troll clickbait articles came out. Mm -hmm. He came in there and said how much he loved the studio. The only reason why he left the go for the studios because... The people they needed in Austin, they needed to come to LA. Right. And they didn't, you know, didn't want to move and uproot their family. It wasn't no bad blood. Right. So he left and came in and said good things about Star Citizen. I always yeah. loved uh, Eric Wingman Hanger. And I think um, I think Mad Style mentioned the fact that I think it was Mad Style. Somebody mentioned about the fact that he went on. I remember he went to go start his own game company and went to go work on Descent. And there was some other stuff he wanted to do too. So he in fact, when we were in Austin in 2019. No, no, First no, 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 the second time. First con, second time. Yeah, 2017, that was after LA. Was that the second verse con? The second verse con was... In 2019, uh, in 2019. Yeah. He came. No, he, not, he, he came for the first one too. Oh, did he? I, I, met him, I, met, I met him in 2017. Oh, I missed him in 17 then. Okay, well, yeah, because yeah. he was there. I was surprised because Burks was there and some other people and I saw like, whoa, he's here. And I took some. I took a photo and talked to him and stuff. So he's, like mm -hmm. you said, Gio, he has still remained committed, you know, and keeping in touch with the community. Absolutely. So, so go ahead and tell us about that module. What was it like going? What did, what did you spend your time doing back in the day since you couldn't fly your ship? Yeah, so you would walk around and you really had like decorations that you can do and put your hand like you can now. Um, but like we would just love to, I, I would record myself just waiting till I go to my hangar and then put a video because i like to be surprised explore for myself mm -hmm. um so you just check out every little feature yep. on the ship now that's why I, a lot of these ships are probably so detailed from back then because by ship goes your hand you can check it out like hey we're not fully done with it but you can at least look at it until we test it out and get it flying and stuff mm -hmm. um now they don't even do that no more it's just like pretty much you know straight there mm -hmm. um as soon as they're done but um, it really wasn't too much. You could race around in your hangar, believe it or not. Um, I got, I actually missed that where they had like little tracks in there. <laughs> I think the it was in this hangar. Yeah, you hit the ramp yeah. The, yeah, with the golf cart. Yeah. yeah, I came in. This is the older hangar. I didn't even get a chance to play right? these. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah, the is the great cat. Yeah, yeah, the great cat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is this is definitely the earlier hangar. Uh, Jade, have you ever seen this hangar before? I did not see that hangar, no. Were, were those the ones that expanded? Yeah, all the earlier ones would do that with, you know, as you would add ships to them, they would go with wise. You could put like, like, let's say you could put and four in one hangar. Yeah, there'd be like four in the hangar and then one, and there was a couple bays in some of them. And then if you went like to your six ship or seven ship, then it would, it would spawn another hangar directly next to it. And for people who had a lot of ships, let me say a lot, I'm saying like, let's say they had like 20 ships, 15, 20 ships it would be like four bay, you know, four hangers worth of ships. And that was one of the reasons why people would have a gray car, gray cat was that you would get in that and drive all the way down to where your ships were back in the day. Yeah. But this was that original, original hanger, this dark kind of looking hanger thing was one of the original hangers that we got in the module. They brightened it up a little bit later. Fast car, did you, oh, ever, yeah. did you ever monkey around in that hanger or was that before your time? 
That was just before my time. I came in 2014, so they were they were slightly different. I I, I remember the old hollow table. Mm -hmm. I hated those. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I hated those in a fashion. Yep. Every, it, it was like pick, trying to pixel hunt, trying to put a missile or some ammo in, into a gun sometimes. Uh -huh. So yeah, I did have some experience, but not with the not with the first iteration. Okay. Okay. It was, it was like a mini game fast car. You know, you love that. Okay. <laughs> Back in the day, we have a special guest, guys, that just dropped in with us. I, I don't think I'll have to introduce him, but he can say hi. He wanted to stop in. Hello, my name is Steven. <laughs> and I'm the character here. <laughs> Hello, Steven. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm actually Fast Cart's cart. My name is Steven. <laughs> He's, the talking, He's the talking cart. <laughs> the fastest cart. Oh my God, creator! Thank you. I'm here to say I don't mind driving you around every once in a while, but you could wash me more often. Oh, <laughs> you better treat your cart better, fast cart. When it yeah, starts talking to you, treat Stephen better. Treat Stephen better. <laughs> CC Creator, thank you so much for the ten gift subscriptions. You guys make sure to give a shout out to Creator. Those of you guys who benefited from his love for Star Citizen. Um, anyway, guys, we have a special guest here who dropped in. Disco's here. Disco, hey, good to see you, man, or good to hear you. How are Disco, you? Disco, oh, my brother. What's up, Gio? Long time, man. Yeah, you see, we yeah, dug him up. You. We dug him up, Lando. We, we dug him up. He's, <laughs> <laughs> we tried to get him back. We tried to get the brother back. <laughs> Was there something hey. you wanted to share, uh, Disco, about the hangar or something with the show? Uh, the hangar module has a very special place in my in my heart mm -hmm. uh a lot of people think that the silly videos from wingman's hangar day that i used to make is what got me hired but it's not it's actually back during the hangar module i reverse engine if you remember the hangar module was a completely solo it was a completely single player thing you right. just had the hangar that was it mm -hmm. uh Back in the days, there was there was another content creator back in those days named uh, Anything FPS. Folks mm, might I remember. remember. Yep. Uh, he used to make uh, hanger uh, spin videos, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. uh, I would I, I would make these elaborate green screen stop motion animation videos, and I would get like three hundred views. And he would make a video where he spun a camera around a spaceship in the hangar, and he'd get like forty thousand views. And I was like, what the hell? And I just, I, I just could not compete with this guy, and you know, as a as a content creator. So I thought, I know how I'm gonna, I know how I'm gonna do this. I'm going to create the very first multiplayer match in Star Citizen history. And so I spent two weeks adding multiplayer to the hangar module hmm. before Star Citizen did, before CIG did. I added hangar, I added multiplayer back into the hangar module, and then invited anything fps in and we had the very first race inside the <laughs> hangar module it was up on youtube for, for a while he recorded a video and i recorded a video while we had the very first uh, multiplayer game inside star citizen him in australia and me in los angeles wow and then we both published the video the same race from two different perspectives and i got 400 views and he got eighty-five thousand <laughs> views for the exact same Video. All, all, he, all he did was show up and play on my two weeks worth of work. Wow. But I. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I added multiplayer back into uh, the the uh, the hangar module and create and created the very first multiplayer game in Star Citizen history. And 
that was what actually got the conversation started. And it's like, you actually know this stuff? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, he goes, so maybe you can talk about it intelligently and not sound like an idiot. Mm. I said, that's the idea. So, so that's actually where my association with CIG began. Not because oh. I made silly, silly videos. But because I didn't I know was, that you were one of the first they started, you know, hiring from the community. You like one of the OGs of that. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, wow. and, 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 and hearing that, I'm still looking forward to your SUX 6000. <laughs> I'm waiting for that to be in again. Yeah. You yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you guys got to check out his old Grey Cat Sucks video. I think, I, was it in this module, right? I, yeah. Uh, well, well, yeah, it was, it was in, it was in during the hangar module. Uh, that's actually where I programmed. AI and had 40 AI racers running around in, in some of those videos, which was also the first AI in Star Citizen as well. Yeah, I remember but, being so interested in that while I was watching. I'm like, this is fucking cool. I want to get in now because at the point we couldn't play with each other. So mm -hmm. I was like, even that's fucking cool. Yep. Yeah. So, so, so you right. had Quanta and, and <laughs> well, well, no, Quanta is way more than just <laughs> Quanta is an entire back end infrastructure. I, I, I programmed a rudimentary bot to drive a gray cat and not fall off the track half the time. Something, not, that's the word I was near, looking for. You had subsentum in there yeah. before, before everyone else did. Yeah. No, I, I, my, my, my shit was not good. Let's not, let's not get crazy. The, 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 the networking was bad and the, and the AI was bad, but it was just, it just had the distinction of being the first. Oh, that's, so. that's pretty cool. That is cool. So when they said, what do you want to do when you come, you want to come in? What do you want to do? And I said, I was like, I, I would like to make st stupid videos for you instead of for me. <laughs> and I was like, that's like, I just passed Space Marshal. I need to get some of my money back. <laughs> so I, I'd really like you to start paying me, please. That's pretty good. Like, that's like we can do that. Uh, Jared, do you remember, is this hanger, uh, this hanger is pre the hanger when we got, where we had the flipping helmet, right? This is the one before that. Is yeah, that the, right? the, 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 the hangar, the flipping helmet was actually part of the arena commander. Reveal. Oh, okay. 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 Way back when. The, so that, 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 was, that was part of the, uh, the Gamescom presentation. Yeah, that was part of the, get, the Gamescom presentation where uh, they were showing off the, uh, the first version of arena commander and Chris tried to take off and crashed immediately. Mm -hmm. Also, the birth of this is bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Cool. cool, cool, cool. Epic time. Every time, Epic. every time anybody gets angry at me for swearing on a show, I'm like, hey. <laughs> Chris started it. It's <laughs> fine. Yeah, this is bullshit, so. Yeah, exactly. Out. And then Chris started the red one and a whole bunch of other oh, stuff. Oh, don't even get on that subject again. <laughs> oh, God. I didn't bring it up this time, Disco. I didn't bring it up this time. But my only issue. Hey, I got the official Disco shirt and hat and cup. Okay, red one cup. Oh, Lord. Well, are, are, are we at the red one part of this story? Well, you know what? To be honest with <laughs> we you, too far. to be honest with you, we're, the next part, I mean, you're more than welcome to stick around, Disco. Uh, the next part is talking about Gamescom. So if you feel like in, embellishing, <laughs> feel free. Uh, sure. But, okay, great. Some of you guys don't know that, you know, right now we've been used to uh, CIG, mostly the times that we see them uh, is at the convention, right? At CitizenCon. But years ago, they used to actually, CIG would appear at other events. Uh, Mad Style, oh my God, Mad Style, you oh, are insane. You, 20 gift subs. You guys send some love to Mad Style. Mad Style, thank you so much as always. You are insane as always, but thank you. We Man, love you. Yeah. Um, How did you gift 20 and not hit me? You hit Geo. I see Geo in that G list. Geo got one. That's funny. Hey, man. <laughs> I got, got like that, Lando. Come on, man. 
Oh God. Well, listen. <laughs> CIG used to appear at other uh, industry events. Uh, they appeared at. They used to come to PAX, uh, and they used to go to Gamescom as well. Did you guys ever oh. do Dragon Con Disco or no? Yeah. 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 We, we, that we, too, we right? did Dragon Con a couple times. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, two or three times, actually, if I remember. The, the very last one we did was in 2016 or 2017. It was me and uh, Dave Haddock out there. Okay. We're going to show a quick clip of that, guys, and and, and just so you'll know. We used to look forward to that just as much as CitizenCon because these were times when CIG would give reveals to not just the community, but also to the industry. And so this is a quick clip. All right. Uh, and just maybe you could share there a little bit is. about there you what you're going to some uh, of these people here. Yeah, I'll bring it Jared, down. And so, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you got to really here. lower your video. Uh, we have the Cloud Imperial Games CEO and Director of Star Citizen Squadron 22, Chris Roberts. Chris, how are you doing today? Hey, Chris. Look at all these oh, handsome like, fuckers on screen. Okay. <laughs> is that better? Hello. Ah, there we go. Oh, okay. right. Is the audio better, Fast Cart? So yeah. exciting, okay, cool. exciting um, stuff. We just so in this particular the, uh, year, and I think this happened once before, uh, and, uh, again, when you guys were at Gamescom, maybe Disco, you can talk a little bit about why, you know, some of the content creators are there and what that was about. Maybe you can give a little background. This was, gosh, what year was this? This was our run-up to, I tell when it is by looking at the state of my beard, and I don't see my beard. I want to say this is 2015, I think. August 21st, 2016. Alright, so this is the, this is the run up to, this isn't the run up to 3 0. This is the run up to like 2 6. Two, this is like 2 5, uh, 2 6 around. So I honestly don't remember what the hell yeah, we did. Was, well, this is well, one was, thing I want to talk about is the fact that you guys at this point had invited some of the content creators to come and during Gamescom play right, the game. Right, yeah. No, they, they, were, they were like basically, this was the first time we were having a real booth. We'd been to Gamescom a couple years in the for a couple years in the past, and it was always just like three folding chairs and a folding table and, and, and that was it and this was the first year we had gotten some sponsorship stuff some third-party sponsorship so we had so we had some money that wasn't going to come out of development or anything to do this you know just money that was here specifically for marketing from the partnership with another company so it's like oh so what do we do so in order to make that money that stretch that money i i'm actually the one who designed the booth so i did so I, so i'm i'm sitting there with absolutely no skills or no experience whatsoever in in freaking uh downloaded a trial version of autocad and sitting here trying to design uh, my first booth layout ever. And, and i'm like well you know we can get internet they were like you can piggyback internet off of uh, the, the company that we were partnered with and I'm like, well, what's the bandwidth like? And they're telling me the bandwidth. And I'm like, oh, we could actually do a stream from there if we wanted to. You know, because that's, that was where I was at this time. I was I was pretty heavy into the stream stuff. And they're like, well, what are you going to do? And I'm like, well, I don't want to be responsible for, for having to fill eight hours a day, five days a week. So I'm going to bring some actual professional streamers with me and Captain Richard to uh, help fill, help fill those uh, eight hours every day. So... Yeah, so, so so that was basically it. It was it was it was Jared. What are you going to fill eight hours with? You know, five hours, five days a week, so forty hours with. And I said, ah, uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get some I'm gonna get some friends uh, to help me do that because I don't I can't I can't talk and play at the same time. I, that is a that is a capacity I do not possess. <laughs> so I think we had what Captain Richard was there. Bad News Baron was there. DJ Knight was there, and I want to say Twerk 17. Was it, it, was, it, was, it was Twerk 17 at the time. Yeah, he, uh, he's, he's now uh, Salty Mike. <laughs> yeah. Graduated to Salty Man. And don't forget, um, 
Don't forget okay. the, uh, the, the Canadian Mountie himself, uh, Savage Gamble. Was Gamble there that, that was year, a, too? That was a different year. That, that was, was a different year. Yeah, that was a different year. Yeah. Get it together, fast talk. Yeah. But that, but this was this was it was really unique. Uh, I remember was watching it daily during the streams. Uh, and again, uh, one of the reasons why we like this is because just like we have the reveals of Citizen Kind, uh, CIG would do reveals at this event as well for the industry. And so it was kind of, I guess, I guess let me take the vote again here. Fast card, is it something that we left behind that you're like, oh, I'm glad it's gone, or do you miss seeing the additional things during the year? I missed this because this was the lead up to Citizen Kind. This was like they got the hype going mm -hmm. like I, 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 I wish these would come back uh, yeah bring them bring these back please okay. Jay what about you well the first one I ever saw was the run up to uh, 3.0 that Discolando just mentioned and I, I was hyped because you know I was looking forward to planetary landings and being able to see everybody running around and uh, you know driving around on Daymar um, was great I, I just remember like this yeah, right. this is coming. I don't know that I would want them to do it every year, mm -hmm. but maybe when they felt, you know, it was appropriate, mm -hmm. I'd surely welcome it back. Gio, what about you? Oh, Gamescom's here. I would love Gamescom, but it ought to kind of bumps into uh, almost citizen kind of now. So you can kind of do like, um, either do one or the other. So I think citizen kind's better. So I don't know. Um, I kind of say yes, though, because it helps promote Star Citizen even more outside the community. And Gamescom always been a place like that. And we don't even know if it's even going to be the same for them to even do it anymore. It may, I think it may be like E3. Oh, uh, E3 was like we're all virtual this year. I think Gamescom may uh, be something similar uh, for a long time now because it's, it's cheaper to do and you still get the same eyes on it. Uh, just not a lot of people meeting up because of the COVID crap. But uh, I, I would I would keep it around for marketing purposes. Mm -hmm. I, I'm gonna back you, producer, and you know, he 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 lowered the volume there. I'm gonna say mute the volume in the video while we talk. And Citizen Vaughn, thank you for the gift sub. Thank you. Thank you. Five gift subs. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that so much. Okay. Uh, let's change the channel here to something different. That some. What you don't want to ask me if I want it? Well, you, I know you don't want to do the extra work. It's a lot of work for you. I'm sure. Are you kidding? First of all, you, you got you got to mute the video while we're talking. You, okay, can't, sure. you can't have two. You can't have two separate really conversations. Wow, I didn't realize. Oh, no, it's just two separate conversations. Okay. If, you have, if the video was music or there something, you can have that under a conversation. There we but go. you can't have one conversation conversation under another conversation that's just, that's just bad and, and this is how the audio and and quality of scotchy's uh you know content got better because people like mm -hmm. disco in there now <laughs> <laughs> now now i want to say gamescom is my absolute favorite thing mm. gamescom is is hands down my favorite thing uh, yeah i i the 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 pr answer would be oh citizen con is absolutely my no, no i actually prefer gamescom mm. uh, uh, uh gamescom is is it's it's my chance to hang out with an entire half of the world uh, that I don't normally get to hang out with. Gamescom is the largest video game convention in the world. It takes place at one of the largest convention centers that exists in the world in beautiful Cologne, Germany, mm -hmm. or Köln, as they say there. <laughs> Köln. I've been educated, uh, and it, and I mean it has gotten so or it was getting so big before the <laughs> pandemic that you saw Blizzard announce you know their next. WoW expansion, you know, the one that's they have now, the Shadowlands, got announced at Gamescom. It didn't get announced at E3 or PAX, and then it was getting announced at Gamescom. Like, the, the big companies were just coming around to what we knew 
from mm-hmm. the beginning that Gamescom was the future of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I have I have a, a very strong hope that well, you know, when things return to normal, maybe, maybe not next year, mm-hmm. or but but when things do return to normal, that that we go back to Gamescom. Uh, and then as far as the the big events, that's just a scheduling thing. Geo is absolutely right; it's really close mm-hmm. to CitizenCon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so there, there, there's nothing to say that Gamescom won't change to a different month or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to say that CitizenCon won't change to another month. That's not a leaked information. That's just the future mm-hmm. is the future. I don't know. Right. Right. So anything is possible in the future. Okay. So you know, it, anything it, but it, Thanksgiving, please. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, so, so if there could be some more separation from there, I, 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 I would absolutely support. Uh, having the big having the big presentation. If not, we can still do things like this, like we're watching right now, sitting mm-hmm. on the show floor for five days and goofing off and having fun and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So we can do that whether yeah. the dates move or not. So that's my thing. Still- Wait, can you have a, like a, just like booths there to play the game? Do you always have to have a, a presentation for Gamescom no, or no? The, the presentation was not anything related to Gamescom. It was always at an offsite venue. Had nothing to do with Gamescom whatsoever. It, it's just oh. it just we took the opportunity while we were there to do it. So oh, so it, I got it, you. Yeah, so so we we have been to Gamescom like we went to Gamescom in 2019. We didn't do a presentation, but we had a booth. We had a booth and a presence uh, there. Oh no, we didn't have a booth. We just had a presence there. Tyler mm. and I were just walking around, handing out pins and stuff like that. So so you, basically, the lo- your level of involvement is exactly what you want it to be. It can either be a huge booth, or it can be just you know showing up for bar citizens, or it can be having a big offsite. Uh, venue and presentation, and we've done all three. So they're oh, all. See, I, I like that you guys will have a presence there, and then you know just save the presentation stuff for like sitcom. Uh, that's what I. That'd be awesome. I will go to Gamescom every single year. The world. It looks like you had fun. Lets me. It is my favorite thing. It is my absolute favorite thing. Cool. And I just want to say, that, um, think through Ramar. He gifted Disco with a sub. There you go. Thank you, Ray Amar. No, no, no thanks to Mad Style Limited. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, let's, let's change the gears here a little bit. Well, we're moving from Gamescom to something else that CIG used to produce. And, and, and I'm, I'm curious to see who might remember this in particular. It's a little bit different. Uh, let's see if we can catch this real quick. By the way, my Go XLR is not managing my volume, so if something is too loud, let me know, okay? Because I'm having to change things manually at this point. Here we go. Tonight on The Empire Report, Sheila Hero sees her day in court. The notorious intersystem outlaw faces over 70 counts, including robbery, smuggling, and murder. Security specialists are wondering if she'll try to trade names for leniency. We'll have details. New United released their annual list of the happiest systems in the UEE. Where does your home rank? We'll break down the results and talk to one of the judges. Spark those engines. Murray Cup racing season is just around the corner. We'll introduce the new faces, who's favorite to win, and which former cup holder may be closing out this year at the bottom of the pack. All that and more on the next Empire Report at 2200 SET. Okay, uh, let me start with you, uh, Jade. You ever see the Empire Report before? <laughs> I've never seen this, but it's awesome. Like, as a lover of lore, mm-hmm. having something like this that's like sort of set in the game's lore and then, you know, giving you a weekly news, I assume it was a weekly show, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that would, that would be great. I could see where it would be time intensive mm-hmm. you know, from their perspective. Mm-hmm. But as far as like, would I love to see something like this come back? Perhaps like in game, maybe done, um, you know, with the cinematics team. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Gio, do you remember the Empire Report? <laughs> yes, I do. I remember laughing at it. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was real funny. The first guy, I don't know, he, he always makes me laugh, but it it was real funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, and I enjoyed. It. I remember the idea of trying to have something like this in verse, like news and stuff. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's still going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was fun to watch. Okay, FC. What about you? Uh, not only do I remember this, I remember uh, Relay doing their own report called Imperium. Mm-hmm. Um, the Imperium report is supposed to go hand in hand with, with the Empire report. So they were going back and forth. And I just got to say, not only is the the guy wearing a red shirt, it was like two episodes after he started, they stopped doing it. Yep. See what happens when the brothers show up? Killed the whole show. There you go. That's not what happened at all. All right. All right. right. Yeah, no, sure. We'd love to hear. And about this go, I'm going to kind of throw something in. Maybe you can comment on it. Is that I think we were kind of curious as to where this was going to go because I I think, Geo, to your point, there was some back in the day, the whole discussion about hearing broadcasts or information in game was something that, you know, we, we know we're still looking forward to. So maybe Disco, you can kind of give some thoughts on what the Empire Report was doing. Because we used to open up ATVs with these quite often, too. Well, that's that's all where they showed up. The Empire Report was not its own thing. It was only ever seen at the beginning of ATV. Mm -hmm. Uh, Back back when ATV was, and we'll get to the, I'm assuming we're going to get to the ATV part Mm -hmm. here on this. You know, ATV used to have just one jpeg that's what we could show that was the sneak peek we could show us the sh- sh- showing we, we didn't have a, we didn't have anything to show like the game wasn't at a point where we could show you stuff that you weren't already seeing you know in the live game so we had to try to fill it up with all kinds of things and that's where we invented bug smashers and lore makers and stuff like that. empire report was just another one of those things that things that we could try to invent to kind of kind of fill up the thing and kind of keep the fans entertained while they waited uh for us to you know make the game and stuff mm. um these were all filmed on a single day. So as far as like how much work they mm. went in, we, we would actually we would go down to the YouTube space, which is a uh, which is a a big a facility that YouTube has built here in Playa Vista, uh, down the area. And if you have a YouTube account with over a hundred thousand subscribers, you can basically book this giant full green screen production studio with all equipment and and everything. All you got to do is, is crew it. Mm. So because we, because we had passed 100,000 in our YouTube uh, channel, uh, we would book it for one day and then we would have the we'd have our lore guys write up about 15 of these, mm-hmm. you know, 15 of these little news stories. Mm-hmm. And then we would go down for one day. We brought Sandy. Uh, Sandy was uh, playing. What was her character's name? Beck Russum. Mm-hmm. Uh, we brought uh, we hired an actor. Uh, he was not a developer or anything or associated with CIG at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had an actor named Circus Swalinski. He played, uh, he played uh, Alan Nuevo, uh, Nuevo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we, we'd, go, we'd go down there and we'd film it just one after another, after another, after another, after another, uh, in front of a green screen. And then we just, you know, edit and cut it together. So it was actually a very low impact, mm-hmm. uh, low effort thing on the, pro- on the post-production side. Uh, it, I'm sure it was not a low effort on the writing side, <laughs> you know, the, our four writers that had to, had to write so many of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but we filmed one batch that had just, uh, uh, just uh, Alan and Beck, and then on the second batch we added uh, uh, oh gosh, what was his name? Colt Legrand. 
Mm. Uh, and that that was that was uh, that was played by uh, Xavier Watson, mm. uh, who 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 was the quote unquote brother mm-hmm. that you re- that you uh, <laughs> mentioned there. There he is on this scroll uh-huh. with the delay. Yeah, thank you. Good. I've always wanted to know his. Yeah, name. I did too. I was always <laughs> curious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that that was Xavier Watson. Cool. Uh, and then we just we just did a whole, we just we did another batch of fifteen, mm-hmm. and we and we uh, did that, and then uh, we just stopped. Like like it was really one of those things that just kind of ran its course we, mm. we we were kind we were kind of we were pleased with it but mm. it wasn't it wasn't doing Expendable. anything for us anymore yeah so it was like well, i think we can do other things mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and, and and so and actually uh we we put the writer's effort the little bit of time that we got for the writers uh we, we could for for video stuff we could put them towards this or i could create lore maker's guide to the galaxy mm. and i chose to create so empire report died so that lore makers could live okay and i was going to ask yeah. if there was some connection happened. i was going to ask yeah. if there was some connection between the two but thanks for saying that that was the transition then yeah okay. there, there, there's there's like most things in the world there's mm-hmm. they happen for multiple reasons there's very very few things that ever happen for just one reason mm-hmm. uh but one of the reasons one of the reasons that can apply to almost everything that we've just ever decided to do with video is resources. Mm. It's it's weak. It's like statting a character. You can't build a you can't build a D and D character with a twenty strength, a twenty agility, a twenty intelligence, <laughs> a twenty charisma. It's just it just doesn't work. That you, you can't do it. So we always we have to choose where to put our resource points. And when there's something we want to do more, mm-hmm. something else has to go away usually. Yeah. But Disco, you have three hundred over two hundred million dollars in, in crowdfunding. Surely you can just throw more money at at a problem. And yeah, but that goes, that goes for the that goes for the game, not for not for the silly videos that I make. <laughs> Thank you. That's, <laughs> what, that's what I wanted. I say that three hundred million. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so FC, here's the vote for you. Uh, leave it behind, or would you like to see it again? I would rather have more lawmakers. Okay. More lawmakers. Yeah, if I had to have a, 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 a choice between the two. Okay. But my, my, I have a quick question. Do you still have footage that you, that you never aired of um, Empire uh, I Report? I think technically, and, and the, like we haven't we haven't made an Empire Report since 2015. Mm-hmm. But my memory of it is that there were two. There were at least two that never aired. Okay. Okay. Uh, now. Don't that doesn't mean we still have them sitting on a drive. We've moved offices since then, mm-hmm. and we've uh, upgraded our uh, our te- technology infrastructure a couple times since then. So I have no idea if it still exists anywhere. But my my sense is that we had two, and I was like, "Well, should we do it? Should we air the two ones?" And it was like, "No, we wanted a, a clean break because of something or other at the time. I don't remember." Mm. Okay. So, so now I got to go on the forums and be like, where are those last two episodes? We're waiting on them. <laughs> <laughs> Drive everyone crazy. Okay. This, this, this is not confirmation that there are still two episodes. This, this okay. Is oh, there you go. See, okay. Understood. Understood. This is my vague sense that Possibly. I feel like, because I was the one putting them together. I was the editor mm. on the show at this time. And I, I, I vaguely remember having two more in the can. Okay. There we go. Jade, Gotta what about cover you? your tracks. Yep. Jade, what about you? Interested in seeing this leave it behind or seeing something like this in the future? Well, given his explanation of what it gave way to, mm-hmm. I would much prefer to see lore makers come back. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the concept of the Empire Report, mm-hmm. but I do believe that lore makers filled sort of the same space, but did a much better job mm-hmm. of, you know, explaining the lore of the universe. Okay. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're more likely. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
I th- I, I, oh, it won't make sense. I thought you were done. That's your talk. Oh, Gio? Um, leave him behind or see it in the future? I would probably uh, leave behind. Okay. I'm going to say... Am I, it reminded me to... Uh, never mind, go ahead. No, no, no. no. I was going to say, I want to see it in the future, but I, I want to see it as something incorporated, like, you know how we talked about on the screens in the game? Like some yes. type of mm-hmm. news blast that come out breaking news, like that kind of thing. I don't want it to take the place of lore makers by any means, but I, I but just to know that there are those tidbits of information when you come in game that might flash up, telling you about something that's happening in a system, something like that. That's the version of it. I oh, Lord, in quick chat, chat did, chat did that same thing. If, he, if, he, if it would come up in a horizon, it, it would break his, his immersion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, I don't know, hearing like a, a segment, like commercials and stuff, mm-hmm. I don't know if you have like, we have like a damn space radio or something, mm-hmm. but it'd be a cool station and hearing news from that area as soon as you go to, mm-hmm. um, you know, that section. You know, if I go to Orison, mm-hmm. I'm going to hear news. Orison news mm-hmm. or, if, you know, Wherever in Stanton, I think that'd be cool hearing that information to be useful. Yep. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I, I would kind of like to hear that. It'd be too bad. Well, you had the option to turn it off when you come in. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I, I I by no means can predict the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when I, when I say the only constant in game development is change, I'm not. That's not just a a catchphrase. Uh, it is because I work on a plane of quicksand that is constantly changing. Uh, but I would say that. If Empire Report ever came back, mm-hmm. if we were ever going to put this kind of time and energy and effort into it, we would we would want to do it in game, mm-hmm. animated, you know, in, in character, you know, in, in, you know, it wouldn't be like live action video in the game. It would be, you know, three D modeled character. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's that, what I. It, that's it would be I fully in game mm-hmm. if it ever came back. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Okay. Oh, yeah, Foy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I have a question, oh, uh, Amanda. Would, would you have to, not you personally, but CIG, have to perhaps expand the narrative team to accommodate that? Uh, that would be a question for the narrative team. I don't, I don't, okay. I'm not their producer. I don't manage their resources. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I was just curious. You, you said that, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of writing. So, yeah, I would definitely love to see it. Mm-hmm. But if, it's a lot of writing then yeah. It's only a lot of writing if you want it to be good mm-hmm. or to matter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Empire Report. And that actually is the uh, precursor or leads us into, Disco already referenced it, uh, ATV. Um, some of you all will remember this. Yeah, I thought you said oh, this was alphabetical. You no, said it wasn't no, no, chronological, it's not. it was alphabetical. Oh, it is. Uh, well, how did the round the verse you know, come after Empire Report? That's a good question. Report? How come that beat that out? That's a good question. Uh, Who did the notes? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's because of the, of the order my files were in. I don't know. <laughs> oh, hell no. All right, but here's ATV. Some of you remember this. No more disappearing. No, no more motion capture. Is volume okay? Not back in Europe until Gamescom. You will be too. No one complaining yet. Should be a good time. But tell us about London. What no, was it, it was like? great. It was a really good time. It great seems cast, great crew. Choppy um, to me. Three weeks after shooting. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was on Really amazing. Like, really amazing. So you so. must have had a lot of fun acting alongside great actors like... <laughs> I did. Very spoilt in that regard. So um, a lot of fun stories that I can't share right now. Ooh, we'll get those out of her uh, down the line. And you, you had a chance to go to uh, Manchester and see the uh, Foundry 42 office. I did. I caught up with our CS staff there, um, took them out to lunch, caught up with everything, 
and uh, they've got a great little team there. I quite like it. I really like them today. They do a fantastic job and they never complain about anything. So No, they don't and they work really hard and uh, well we work really hard here too. But. We are in the middle of a free fly week. All AC ready ships are unlocked. So if you'd like to try something interesting like a Gladiator or a Gladius and you don't have that in your fleet, this is uh, your week to try it out. Or a Mustang. A Mustang. Uh, all, all flavors of Mustang now available. <laughs> we, re <laughs> we released a Vandal side Q&A last week. Uh, yeah, about two weeks ago we put out the first video of the Vandal Scythe uh, Flyable by Humans and we answered some questions last week. Uh, we're going to take more questions in the comments. My so first foray at second. Another burning question about the site. Let's post them there and we will get to them. <laughs> now let's go to the spectrum for news from around the verse. Okay, let's stop there. We'll let that keep going. Um, FC, uh, ATVs. Uh, I think we mentioned this earlier. We moved from the Wingman's Hangar to this kind of a step up kind of talk show for the community. Uh, what did you think of ATV back then? Bring back Ben. Bring back Ben. <laughs> Bring back Ben. I I I I missed. I mean, okay. This goes here, so I I, I have to be cognizant of, of, of what I say. I do like ISC. I mm -hmm. do like it, but I prefer how ETV was. It was a little bit more laid back. Um, I don't. I don't want to say that they didn't care about uh, about how how how, how they presented. It. They obviously did care, but it wasn't as much of a um, priority or factor, at least to, in, in my eyes. To um, it, it was more in in, in touch with with, with, the, with the community, and I, yeah, I, 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 I know you're gonna ask this later, but I would love to bring back the the, the ATV format as opposed to ISC. But that just that's just how I feel. Okay. So let me ask. May I ask a question? Sure. The only format change because it was still hosting and then segments and then hosting and then segments and then hosting. So the only format change is Ben and Sandy hosting versus me. Otherwise, you have the same show. <laughs> Because I produced the segments for both ATV and ISC, so so the only functional difference is me or and or Ben and Sandy. Yeah. So what's the question? <laughs> I'm saying. I'm saying. You what's the difference? Sandy, exactly. what's the difference? Back over me. <laughs> no, you know I love you, man. But um, no, it's okay. it's just that um, okay, I think. Part of part of the problem for for you guys, at least in my in my from my perspective, is that the ATV were hour long, forty minutes long. It went it went too long for 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 you guys back back then. So maybe I, 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 that's part of what I missed too is that you had more content back then. But I, I understand now that you can't ha you can't have as much, and it's a lot more effort to to um, to do all that now than than than, um, than it was back then. Or maybe it would be just as much, and, and you guys discovered it that. Um, well, no, it's like I, I remember I remember you saying that you, it, that it, it, it was hard to do forty minutes of ATV only to have some a content creator condensed down to five minutes. Well. Hard isn't the right word. It's, it's the fact that the question becomes, if you can condense 40 minutes down to two minutes, mm -hmm. 
is that really content? Is the 40 minutes really content worth making? Mm -hmm. It's, it's the, 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 the disabusion is the idea that more is somehow better. That is like base level dudes who like big trucks do, you know, I mean, I love big trucks, don't get me wrong, but you know, the overcompensate, you know, using size is a matter of overcompensating because size equates to some measure of quality uh, uh, over anything else. And what we discovered, and you know, I see people in the chat blaming on new fire. It's not new fire. It has nothing to do with new fire. <laughs> it has to do with, it has to do with anybody that's ever looked at YouTube metrics. Mm -hmm. When we, when we would produce those 40, 50 minute long episodes, we found that the average watch time of, of a viewer never got above nine minutes. Never got above nine minutes. Wow, it, seriously? It, yeah, because people don't watch, sit and watch a 40, 50 minute. Now, when I say that, there are always going to be exceptions. There's going to be a bunch of people in the chat right now. Going, I'm mm -hmm. an exception. I watched all 45 yeah, minutes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Those people exist. But when you looked at those episodes, you saw like, like those episodes were getting over 100,000 views, 120,000 views. There weren't 120,000 people that were watching the entire episode from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. Most were skimming. Most were look, looking yep. for the sexy B-roll mm -hmm. and just watching the sexy B-roll and then going and watching the sexy B-roll and going and watching the sexy B-roll. And their actual, and YouTube tracks all that. So their actual yeah, time ended up being less than nine minutes on average. Mm -hmm. uh, and then people would just cut out the b-roll do the dopamine edits you know uh, uh, and put out the dopamine edits mm -hmm. then uh people who wanted to know what was actually talked about would do, watch the summary videos that would just condense it down to one or two minutes and it's like well heck mm -hmm. it, it's people are telling us very clearly that they do not want this format they they want they, they want the information mm -hmm. but they want the information in a more concise more di easily digestible format because I mean, like is it though? Because I, I want to, when those long episodes come on, I would want to hear everything you guys want to say. And when you skim through stuff, you're going to miss stuff and then have misinformation about stuff. They're going to ask, Oh, why isn't this there? Why isn't this? Well, you skim exactly. through like two yeah, minutes of yeah. stuff. And this, and yeah. How many times do you a developer repeat themselves? Over, in shows, right? Yeah. So the solution to that was we, so if we were doing it too long, and then people were relying on others to shorten it, and those others were getting the information wrong. Then the solution to that was to shorten it ourselves. Well, that's to cut that's down, smart. To cut to, to cut it down to the most concise information possible. When we when you see these four, five, six minute long segments in ISC, they're still filmed over the course of an hour. <laughs> it's it's we we go through and and we we edit that stuff down. We edit like what is the most pertinent valid part of the information what what is the part that actually tells you what you need to know and isn't just you know a side story that's gonna that obviously appeals to many people it appealed to me that's why we were making the 50 minute shows but it doesn't appeal to enough people for the amount of time the amount of effort and the amount of money that goes into these things we have to try to make them accessible to as many people as possible that is that is the ultimate purpose of these things so what oh, we, can we get the director's cut version for the subscribers <laughs> no the snyder's cut the snyder's cut yeah give up the snyder cut for the subscribers and then yes. let the noobs have the casual version yeah yeah so, so 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 what so what we found what we found is when you looked at those old at when you looked at the old atvs when you looked at the metrics the youtube metrics you would find that the average the average person only watched about 12 13 percent of the episode 
And now on ISC, the average viewer watches about 70, 75% of the episode. And that's like, really at the end of the day, that's the only metric that matters. Like it's one of those things where you can hear all that. You can hear the commentary and you can hear the people online and like this, but mm-hmm. more people are watching longer and more of the show now than they did then. And we have the hard data from YouTube to prove that. So it's like, I I understand why some people want it to be different, but it's not Sometimes the numbers lie land. I mean, I know it looks good from one perspective, but you know, sometimes like when you you talk about like people in sports, they got like an, uh, you know, that natural vision to see how they are. Sometimes the numbers don't say or whatever. There, do you guys do that with like testing and stuff too? Like you just strictly look at the numbers of that, or do you guys factor in yeah, like yeah, the community to some of the hardcore people with that topic yeah. or gameplay? We, we we do a we do a b testing. That's why you notice some episodes are longer than others. Some episodes are shorter than others. It's like mm-hmm. that. I got you. We do, we do all kinds of a b testing. Mm-hmm. It is not something that we decided like. Oh. And then we so just, now you uh, try to appease both sides. I get what you're saying now. Mm-hmm. So you, you're no, still it, trying it, to find it, a way those those people who like the the cuts. But sometimes you have those episodes that go a little longer for the people who did like the 20, 40 minute well, episodes, right? To see if it changed, to see if the to see if the audience has changed. Mm-hmm. So you know, because that's the thing, the audience changes. Mm-hmm. The audience does not stay the same. So mm-hmm. we get more we get more new people. The new people have newer viewing habits. Uh, the pe- people who watch YouTube videos in 2021 are not the same people that watch YouTube videos in 2015. Not the same. And that's facts. 2012. So you have to constantly test and retest your theories, test and retest your conclusions. So we are always we always do what what we call A/B testing, where we purposely go longer on this one, we go shorter on this one, and we and we watch the ah. review every single week mm-hmm. to see okay, whether like our to see whether our assumptions are still in line, to see whether our conclusions are still in line. And when when the data tells us differently, we we, we pivot. It's Moneyball. It's sabermetrics. It, it, it's numbers can be interpreted almost any way you want them to be. Mm-hmm. So it's important that you don't just make a decision one time and then stick with it. You have to make a decision and then make a decision then make a decision. You, you keep making that decision over and over. It's, it's like when you're in a relationship, you have to keep making that person fall in love with you over and <laughs> over and over again. You can't, you can't just rely on, oh, I made her fall in love with me back in 1994 and we've just been going on it since. Right. You have to keep- you gotta switch it up sometimes. I, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jade, let me get Jade in because we, we got to get past this. We got 15 more things to look at. Okay. Jade, ATV, real quick. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it uh, informative and concise like mm-hmm. isc um atv was wonderful it was it has a special place in my heart because it was the first show that i watched from cig um but i will say that isc is a much better show better format because the information it's more information rich quite often on atv there would be three developers that would say the same thing and just because the show was longer didn't necessarily mean that there was more information that was being given out so mm-hmm. i am a fan of the switch to isc it's data-based and i am a big a big fan of using data and applying it to new uh changing metrics mm-hmm. okay yeah i would i would put i would put that's one of the reasons i end every show with what did we learn this week mm-hmm. you know some people hate it and some people find it annoying uh but for my end the purpose of the show is never marketing the purpose of the show is education mm-hmm. and that that's one of the reasons i end every every show with that 
the other one is that somebody very important to me who got me into this industry used to say it. So it's my little tribute to them. Mm. But uh, I, I know I never found it annoying myself. I, I, I've always thought it, thought it was informative. I, I liked it. When, when, oh, I, 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 it's because you're not me. You're not hearing it. But, you know, <laughs> anytime, anytime somebody says my name on the internet, I have like Google Google alerts. <laughs> like, this person hates you. Shit. Google's like this That's person hates you. Fun. One of the, so I see it all. One of the, uh, one of the things I was going to associate to both ATV. We're not going to talk about RTV, but um, some of you remember. I think ATV was on Thursday. Our return, our, re, 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 reverse the verse was on was on uh, Friday. Friday, and we talked about how one was the much more formal scripted show, and RTV was the much more kind of uh-huh. laid back. Folks kind of dropped in, talked. Um, I, I also remember, and this is a, what I heard in the community. I'm not saying I felt this way, but I think that. Because we were used to, I think Fast Card, you talked about how at one point, I think uh, Disco, you talked about it at one of the Bar Citizens, that at one point we had shows five days a week. And I think that what happened was the community <laughs> yeah. got used to having all this information, the, the, the one hour, the 40 minute programs, the ATV, RTV. And I remember uh, hearing people make comments that when they when it started to shift, and I'm glad that Disco's here to kind of explain, you know, what the real, what, what really happened, why those decisions were made, because people defaulted to the typical thing of saying, oh, they're no longer the uh, small uh, company. They're now becoming corporate. That was one of the things that I used to hear people say, uh, that when we got glossier, when things got a little slicker. And, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm saying that because I remember, for those of you who are old school, I remember when the band U2 was out. U2 was considered like that band that was just kind of you know out there doing their thing. And then when they did the Joshua Tree and they became big successes, then people said, oh, they sold out to corporates. And I, and I remember hearing people say <laughs> statements like that about CIG, that they felt that that oh, was God. what was going on. As the money was coming in, it was starting to shift, and they were no longer that friendly, you know, to direct to the community kind of thing. And I don't think that's what it was. I think it was just the natural evolution of the company. I, as a subscriber, I've I enjoyed ATV and RTV. But I also enjoy the fact that each show seems to step up, especially person with production. The production quality gets better. The information gets more concise, you know, and we're going to talk again. That's why we're talking about things we left behind. Uh, some of these things, yeah, they have good memories for us. And, and, and but at the same time, I, I'm happy to see that we've kind of evolved. I do admit, Fast Cart, I miss the little homey feeling. You know what I mean? The people just dropping yeah, into the missed, set yeah, and that, stuff. That, that, I mean, that's that probably cool. what, what, what I was trying to say. I was, I was just saying it poorly. But yeah, yeah that, I mean, that, it was that's cool. part of what it is. And, and, but, but again, you know, f- for the sake of the fact that we're evolving, you know, and we still get a little bit of that from time to time. But I, but I, I do appreciate the fact that we've evolved. And I, and I will say that they, they, they went from 12% 12 views to 75 percent views i would think that if they brought back ben and sandy it would, it would go to 100. what do you think Disco? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to answer that <laughs> let's move on let's move on no, no, I, 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 I do want to, i do want to talk about the the the, the, the homeliness though there there yeah. is there as long as i am here and this is my solemn promise mm-hmm. as long as i am here there will always be some rough edges mm-hmm. i love the rough edges mm-hmm. i live and thrive in the rough edges <laughs> um and 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 the i'm i'm happy that you guys that you guys have noticed you know that isc or, or atv atv before and then isc got more professional so that rtv could maintain that kind of the, the that that kind of looseness mm-hmm. uh and stuff like that there, there, 
it's that that's very intentional. That's very intentional on, on my part. It's it's I don't ever want to lose. I don't ever want to lose uh, that rough and tumble, that us against the world kind of thing. Uh, that said, everybody has to grow up. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, I've, I've worked for a, for a half dozen startups in life. I mean, I used to, you know, this isn't, a, you know, the me show, but I mean, there, there was, there was, there was one time I was sitting, you know, I, I was laying under a desk answering, you know, you know, uh, tech support calls, you know, taking naps between calls under my desk, you know, covered in a shirt that, that was, had my own crusted uh, vomit on it because I had been drinking the night before and had come in completely, you know, picked myself up off the grass and gone to work. <laughs> late under it's like like i've worked in startups you know and, and mm-hmm. i always you always you always see those things as as very pleasant and very very very, very promising memories and whatnot but that visual only gets you so far mm-hmm. you it, it, it's it, in the if you're trying to if you're trying to find an audience you're trying to 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 grow a community mm-hmm. there is only there, there's only there's a finite number of people that respond to the low rent mm-hmm. home low production value homey more personal environment and i love that stuff but the reality is it has it it it, it has a, a max number mm-hmm. there if you want the only way that you can expand past that is the only way that you can show the only way you can battle things like it's a scam or the only way you can battle things like the game will never come out or any of that stuff like this is by showing them that you're professional is by showing them that you're not fly by night by showing them that you are a real company with international values and stuff like that and the only way to do that is either through the game that you're making which we you know we we try to do that but also we we can you can end up undermining that if your video content has a bunch of people out there goofing off Drinking hot sauce and you know any of the other crazy ass stuff that we used to do. So you know, smoking out of hookah joints on our on our videos and stuff like that. So it's it's yeah. You get you get you get to a point where it begins to undermine right the your efforts to reach a greater audience. Yeah. So you ha- so you have you have to pull some of that back. You have to refine some of that. And like I said, as long as I'm here, we will never get rid of all of it. Okay. I think I brought up Mark Skelton and Hazy Thoughts every, <laughs> yeah, just, just Friday, just two days ago on, mm-hmm. on SEO. So yeah. as long as I'm here, we'll never get rid of all of it. That's my promise. Cool. But we do have to balance it with, with this idea that we do want to be seen and represented as a professional entity, as a real entity, especially if you're trying to hire. Especially if you're trying to if you're trying to grow the company, we're now past 700 employees. If we want to get to 800 or 900, the first thing potential employees see of mm. us is often our videos. Mm-hmm. So if they don't see a professional atmosphere, if they don't see a professional representation, they, they think, oh well, this is this is just a fly by night, you, you know, you know, organization. This, these guys don't seem to be taking anything seriously or whatever. You know, I'm not going to go work there. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, many reasons. There are like anything in life; they happen for multiple, multiple reasons. And and the the videos, the videos had to grow up okay. for multiple reasons. But like I said, as long as I'm here, there'll always be something. There'll always it's one of the reasons we do count disco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there'll always be some. There'll always be something. Awesome. Well, isn't that some of that? I mean, that's like in the in the middle of like some of the vets who really love and and miss that old style of show, like some of the old reverse the verses. I know that one was like. 
I like I always looked at the ATV like more best information, get get it out there. Um and then the reverse to verse was like more of the community stuff. If you really want to get deep into it, it wasn't nothing really too formal, just CIG in the community, kick back asking questions and having fun. Like there's no way that you think you we could kind of get that. Well we we do that we we try as much as possible, but you can't control what someone on the outside sees. You can't control that the first thing they see is ISC. Mm-hmm. You can't control that the first thing they're not going to see is, I mean, there's, there's, there, there, there's, there's, a, there's a danger when we do a Count Disco episode. Mm-hmm. It's like, what if there's a tremendous world-class <laughs> network programmer who has the ability to solve all of our problems and, and bring us to a ho- higher plateau, and the first thing he sees of Star Citizen <laughs> is me Count dressed disco. up like a vampire. <laughs> He's yeah, like, oh, like, I want Yes. Mm-hmm. So, what the hell is this? Hit lost. Just go hit lost. Well, yeah, but I mean, unfortunately, it's being real, a, being an incredible network programmer does not require you to have a sense of humor. Right. So, so it is one of those. We have to measure them. We have we have to we have to. That it has to be the special exception and not the and not the everyday rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so all the content has to line up, basically, kind of in a way. Yeah. It is. It is one of the. There is one kind of message I get more than any kind of message, and that is from a new hire who has just started with the with the company. They message me and they say, "Hey, hey, Jared, I'm my name is Stephen. I'm just starting in the Frankfurt studio. Uh, I'm really excited to be here. I learned about Star Citizen from watching your videos." Yeah, and I get that. I get one of those messages almost every single week. Yeah. So I, it's one. Of, it's 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 again. It's one of those things that the community doesn't always think about, but our videos are actually one of our biggest recruiting tools mm-hmm. as well so it's so it's super important that they be all that they can be yeah. i think the, I think the production, yeah i think the other thing too is guys the production i mean the reality of it is like anything else there's things that we grow up and there's an evolution of the company and what it represents and i think that you know we're on a ride a journey and obviously i mean to be honest with you if we saw the same videos in 20 from 2014 and 2021 at the state we would be at, I'd be kind of wondering myself as a subscriber, you know, what's going on with our money. Um, <laughs> I, I've, I love watching the evolution. I love seeing the new set now with the RGB lighting. I mean, I can see where, at least I feel like, you know, where my contributions are going. It's in the writing, it's in the quality of the production and everything else. So we got to move on, gang. Um, yeah, it is the me, best around, too. So if you look at anybody else's studio, they're mm-hmm. not touching oh, yeah. what CIG puts out on their game. Absolutely. Like, I would love to see that with some of the AAA games. Like, what goes into GTA? What goes into, like, all these big games? Mm-hmm. But you don't really see it from AAA people. Or some of these indies don't even have the budget to do what CIG's doing. Very true. Very true. In the early days, some of you may remember, and, and, and again, we're talking about things we left behind. Um, CIG and, and, and Disco, you may have to correct me on some of this if I get it wrong, but uh, at one point CIG oh, had, had third-party contractors to other companies. And one of the companies was, and I'm just gonna pick one of them because the one that was probably most spoken about was Ilphonic. Uh, and so, uh, and, and we can talk about the, the, how this was a big transition period for CIG uh, when, when, when they had these third-party companies, they kind of, and it seemed like they kind of reeled things in under the umbrella of CIG and reevaluated and revamped how they were doing the development. Um, let's take a quick look at this. And this is an actual video that they put out about Ilphonic. This is November 1st, 2014. 
Uh, my name is Chuck Brungart. I'm president of Ilphonic. Hi, my name is Kedrin Gonzalez. I'm the creative director at Ilphonic. We started probably seven years ago, actually coming up November. I met Kedrin. Basically, we started uh, out of Paul Jackson, our lead programmer's garage here. We started in a garage to a studio apartment, to a small warehouse, to a spot above a nightclub my brother runs downtown. A couple years later, had our first title, Nexus, that was part of THQ Partners. When we shipped Nexus, we were about 12, 13 people, so we're a really small team. We were the first ones, first licensee to ship a CryEngine 3 game. So it's kind of a big accomplishment for us. Really excited now to finally be able to announce we're working on Star Citizen FPS. Get it out there in the open so the public can finally understand and see what we've been, you know, really working hard on. People are so excited to work on this project. You know, our team's kind of all age range, but they have a very young vibe and personality. My name is David Langoliers, and I am senior producer here at Ilphonic. My name's Cole Gray. I work at Ilphonic and I'm the lead artist. Okay, I'm gonna stop there because they're just gonna go through the names of the different artists and stuff that worked at Ilphonic. Uh, Disco, look, correct me if I'm wrong, the presentation that we saw the first big FPS when we did, where they flew in with the Redeemer to Ruin Station, was that done by Ilphonic? Were they the ones who did uh, that? Was that in 2015? Yeah, you know, where the Redeemer comes in and uh, lands at the station and you guys did the four person FPS thing. Yeah, that was done. Well, it wasn't done by Elphonic. It was done with Elphonic. With, with we, Elphonic, uh, we, we okay. To, we, we used to have a a, 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 a two person uh, team that made our uh, uh, cinematic B roll. That the, not the stuff for Squadron Forty Two, okay. but the, the, they 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 worked with a uh, Crytek used to have a thing called Cinebox or something. I can't remember the name right now. Mm -hmm. But but the, but they helped make our our commercials. They're the ones who actually made it. But Elphonic was not the first third party partner there weren't they no. weren't the last i mean we started off we had cg Several. bot mm -hmm. uh, cg bot armory void alpha mm -hmm. yep. behavior was huge behavior, behavior yep. made all our subscriber flare for for years made that made the original hanger module mm -hmm. uh and stuff like that or made the second version of the hanger module actually mm -hmm. um uh yeah but we had we, we we've always had uh third party moon collider we've mm -hmm. always had uh, uh tons of uh third party uh, support at the beginning because uh as, as geo said earlier in the show it's like I, I know we i know we started in 2012 with 400 employees <laughs> obviously uh you know you know those early days you know we 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 outsourced a whole bunch of stuff because we had star citizen was all of uh, like three eight people at the, at the at the end of the Kickstarter, there's actually a wonderful video that I that I did. I'm going to plug it here. It's on the CIG web. It's on the CIG YouTube channel. It's called "The Story So Far," mm -hmm. and it aired at CitizenCon 2015. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I know it because I made it. Oh, and, and <laughs> okay. It, it, okay. it actually has the it actually has the employee totals mm -hmm. at every major milestone for the first couple of years of the things. And every time somebody is talking about, you know how many people we had and how long that some development or whatever. I just want to be like, we made a fucking video about this. Go watch it. The numbers are there. But I don't know what that voice was. Sorry. But... Like a goblin. Yeah, really. So, so, so here's the question for you in relation to this. And we just know just recently, uh, you guys have done another partnership, um, you know, with another company now, third party company, uh, with helped with development. We hadn't heard that in a long time. Was the was the development with third party companies in the early days just because of staffing? In other words, it was easier to partner in with them versus 
because you were starting out, you know, with yeah, a smaller you want, crew. You, you, you got to get something. You got to get something going. You mm-hmm. got to get something moving. People want to see progress and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. so it it takes a long time to build up a company, to build up a studio, to build up an, a, a, a corporate culture, mm-hmm. uh, all that stuff. So when you can when you can just hire that out mm-hmm. in those early days, you know, you, you, you know, that it seems like it's the smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying anything that Chris hasn't already said. None of this is mm-hmm. new information. Right. But you know, and. Some of them turned in stuff that we liked and some of them turned in stuff that wasn't up to our standards. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, like that original Aurora that, mm-hmm. you know, you used to have, you used to have to scooter around the side of the chair. It's, right. it's, like, it's, like, how, it's like, you made this ship. How are you supposed to get into it? Uh, <laughs> you know, you, you, we, we found out real quick that no, nobody was used to building one, one spaceships. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so Lando, uh, uh, I got a question on a rumor. You could confirm or deny. I understand. I don't want to put them out there, but the rumor on a a, a Connie door that had a million pixies on it. Is, is there any truth to that? The Connie door. Yeah, someone, even... not you guys. It was out. This was outside out our house. They one of the studios did a a million poly door on the Connie. One of the I guess one of the middle ones. And they were like, "What the hell? Why is this a mil- million polys on one door?" I, I guess I it was like a big fuck up. I heard. Yeah, I don't remember the door. What I remember is the rivets on the freelancer. The freelancer, yeah. The freelancer, the 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 the, the person who had. When you make a when you make a concept model, you're not worried about uh, about uh, performance at all because it just it just has to look pretty. So when it came time to build the freelancer, uh, that the second version of the freelancer, if you remember, was the one that had all those tiny tiny rivets that were around. Uh-huh. The the. In-house artist. This was not a third party. The in-house artist who was building the uh, the freelancer, and I won't say their name, uh, uh, but the in-house artist who, who who was building it decided to just I don't because I don't want to waste time <laughs> modeling a rivet. I'm just going to copy the rivet from the concept model, and then you know Control V a, a hundred times around the thing. Well, the rivet was several thousand tries. And so the when he was when it was all said and done, that second version of the freelancer, the one that had all the steel rivets, had a larger resource footprint than the Idris did. Oh, so okay. so so people would load up their their hangar module, and people were like, "Yeah, the hangar's pretty good, and the hangar used to expand, and it used to be able to to take all the ships." And then one patch, I don't remember which patch it was, the hang, hangar performance got real bad. Oh, like, I think I remember that. Just go to hell. Yeah. And it's like, well, because you own four freelancers, and you're not you're you're, you're, you're <laughs> now you, you you now got the the sum total resource footprint of the entire persistent universe just sitting there in your hangar because of all these oh, replicated okay. uh, uh, rivets. Correct me. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think to, to Gio's point, there was something about, about their second kind of model that, 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 that did have a ridiculous amount of polys because they wanted to, to push the performance of it. It's possible. Uh, yeah, it's it, yeah. this was before it got pushed to us, basically. The person who told me no longer works at CIG, by the way, but yeah, he, that's the reason why I brought it up. They said they had a million polys just before it even got to us. A million polys, they was like, what the hell? <laughs> I have not heard that story, but I've also heard absolutely nothing that would dispute it. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. Like, one, 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 day, one day, personally, I'm going to tell you who told me, and then we're going to see if there's truth to that <laughs> off air sometime. 
That's funny. By the way, in Twitch chat and YouTube chat, I put in the the, the, the Star Citizen story so far, so people want to check that out. They can check it out I, 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 after we're done. So yeah. thank you Matt, for that. Matt Sherman is a designer. He's not an artist. Kemi, mm-hmm. uh, it wouldn't be Matt Sherman. Nope. Okay, we'll move past Ilphonic and the third-party companies. Uh, here's something that some of you... Oh, I'm curious if anybody's ever seen this before. I probably have. Oh, I'm sure you have. to uh geo geo do you remember seeing that yes i do remember seeing that star map really okay you know what it was right jade have yeah. you seen it before i have never seen this before but i love it and if you don't mind i'll tell you why <laughs> sure, so like ahead. okay so at a glance right you can you can see they've color-coded the stars by spectral class so like the the information they give us on lore makers it, lo- it looks like you know, you can you can see your red dwarfs, mm-hmm. you can see your sun-like stars, you can see your blue supergiants, all that. I love that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I also love the fact that like it it's not that um transparent, really like holographic look that we see all the time. Mm-hmm. Um so it seems to me like you know, it's retro. yeah, it, it's retro, but it's retro cool, right? Mm-hmm. It's retro cool in that you know, people, I think if they saw a map like this, mm-hmm. um, it just, it feels more usable, but I could be wrong. Okay. FC, do you remember it? I only remember because you showed it to me like a month or so before, <laughs> but before that, before that I, I, I haven't seen it, seen it before. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This was the work in progress galaxy map. Disco, you got any comments about it? No, it was, it was a, what we, what we refer to as a proof of concept mm-hmm. to see if the idea is sound and can be done mm-hmm. and this proved that it could and then it's like okay well as soon as we build out a galaxy full of star systems mm-hmm. we'll, uh, we'll get back to this and uh, <laughs> and it'll be really cool i'm i'm hoping that we'll see something jay like this with the uh you know in some form with the cartography right with the yes. ships like the carrick and stuff we don't know what that's going to look like yet but uh i would love to see something that has that d- dimensional look to it you know, which would be really, really cool. And this is from 2013, by the way. 2013. Okay, yeah, this goes back a bit in the clock. Okay. Real quick, uh, to reverse, because we moved on to this so quick, I didn't get a chance to finish. First, uh, real quick, Ilphonic, the, the devs, they sent me a hat. Um, Real cool uh, studio, <laughs> and they did love what they do. 
two, the real quick question, real quick question for Lando. Um, I, uh, on the other studio that you guys are working with, from you know the third parties that you guys used to work with, what are some of the things you guys think you've learned from the past studios where some of those mistakes could get chopped down for the future? Um, that you're working with the studio future de- devs that you're working for now. How how is that gonna um you know work out? I want to preface this by saying that they don't exactly consult me in those decisions. Like I'm not in, okay. I'm, I'm not in those meetings. I'm, I'm, I'm the video dude, but, okay. um, but I'm, I, I would say what we've learned is find pe- find people that share your values. Mm. It's what is good enough for what is good enough for one company may not be what is good enough for us. Mm-hmm. You, 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 ha- you have to find partners and that's basically where we've struggled. And again, I'm not, it's, it's, I'm not saying anything that Chris hasn't said in a tent for the chairman before. It's, it's the struggle with finding third party vendors is finding people who work to the same level of, uh, I, uh, get ready to drink fidelity that you do. It, it's, 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 it's like it's like the thing with the Aurora seat. It's nobody had it had nobody had ever made one one spaceships before. The inside of the Millennium Falcon does not fit inside the outside of the Millennium Falcon. It's it's no nobody no nobody works like that. So what we found was we we could we could hire the most amazing, most insanely talented people. And then you ask them to work one one and it's like, well, no, no I I've got a 30 year career where I've never had to work one, one, I can fudge details The you know, thing doesn't have to quite fit. And I was like, no, it's star citizen. It all has to fit. And not every, not everybody is capable of doing that. No matter how good they are. Not everybody wants to do that. Yeah. No matter how, no matter, so, so, so the struggle is to find people that share the same values, that share the same desire for an absolutely impressive unprecedented level of fidelity and that's what makes it tough because like i said it is, it is not a question about whether the whether they're good or whether they're good people or whether they mean well or any of that stuff it is can they or do they want to work at the level that we require and not everybody does and it's, yeah. it's no fault of their own it's not just some some people like that's just not what they got into the business to do it's like i didn't go into the business to to sit there and mess with things at that level of detail it's like so Mm -hmm. so it's like so that that's that's the tough part the tough part is finding partners that are like us yeah i noticed you guys built a good you know relationship with turbulent and then you guys got so close you end up bringing them on cig so i would say it it seems like you guys have better communication um hiring you know these other studios and you know, I guess measure their passion to come into the project and expect what quality they have to build. So you guys are better scouting that, I should say. Yeah, the the, the guys. Well, we we did the first episode of ISC last quarter where we introduced you guys to some of the big mm-hmm. wigs at the new Turbulent Studio. They are. I'm so happy with them. I, I'm I'm dying to get them on more stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's been amazing. Like if we had like, Uh-oh. you guys built real quick. <laughs> Geo, you cut out just a little bit. I did. Yeah, what was the last thing you said? 
Oh, and I was saying, yeah, we're going to have like three or more of those studios, you know, to connect oh. with you guys. <laughs> this game will be built so much quicker because you guys, you know, you guys work together so well when, you know, some of the third-party studios, like you said, it's not only you guys, it's been other games no, I've seen. Um, like on the PSP, on my uh, handheld, they had third parties build games and try to fix it for the portable version, and they weren't talking to, you know, the main dev. So that happens with all studios, not just CIG. So I was just curious how, how they scout their people better. No, Gio, what they should do is, is hire more developers like that one guy who developed um, Petrusal Planet in three months by, by, by themselves. That's what they should do. <laughs> I'm not so sure that any of that would speed it up. I think there's uh, great care just being taken <laughs> to make sure things are done well and done right. So... All right, let's move on right. to the next piece here. Let's be on the galaxy map. Uh, some of you might remember this. <sighs> After four months of grueling work, it all comes down to tonight. Welcome to the next great starship. <laughs> I know, it's all over. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sandy oh, Gardner, yeah, and this is the live finale of the next <laughs> great starship. Over 20 weeks, <laughs> usually you're laughing in the audience. Over 20 weeks, our teams have been working really hard to design, model, texture, animate, rig, and get their mercenary gunship in engine in the hopes of winning a $30,000 grand prize, a bunch of cool swag, and getting their ship in the game, Star Citizen. Wow, anonymous. Thank we started you so this much contest with trust. over 200 submissions, and from that we selected the 16 best. And over the past few weeks, we have whittle been whittling that down to the last final two teams. Let's take a look. We're based on a lag, user-generated content, where the players themselves can create content and put it into the universe. The next great starship is sort of in celebration of that. We've created a competition where the members of our community that are artistically inclined, that can design spaceships and build spaceships, get a chance to show off their skills. We're sort of opening the process up to everyone to allow them to see how it happens, how it gets made, and to pick their one starship they want to see in the game that's user-generated. I like the silhouette, how it has kind of an aggressive stance. It almost looks like a silverback gorilla, like flexing. You have a great idea, you have to show it. Thank you, Goddad. I thought that was great. That was uh, awesome. This was an excellent job. 
Okay, for the sake of time, I'm going to jump in here. For those of you who don't know, CIG sponsored an event called the Next Great Starship, where, uh, as Sandy mentioned, they had over 200 submissions from people in the community to design the next ship for Star Citizen. And uh, the one that we hopefully will be seeing pretty soon, the Redeemer, was the winner of that competition that was done by the was the, the Four, four, the four horsemen, horsemen, the four horsemen uh, that designed that. Uh, Jade, did you know about that whole thing with the Redeemer? Were you up on that? I was not. That was, again, I think before my time. <laughs> I heard about it afterwards, like, you know, because obviously there were so many people that wanted the Redeemer. Then I saw a picture of it. I'm like, why does it have two hair flat irons? <laughs> <on the side?" laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> uh, Fastcart, what about you? You were around back then, right, when the uh, con competition was going on? The date of death, the date of death, the video is June 7, 2014. That is four months before I became a backer. I became oh. a backer in October 2014. So I'm missing by four months. Okay. You just missed it. All right. Gio, I know you were around, right? And you actually had yeah, a, yeah. another ship that you wanted to win. Am I, remember, am I remembering correctly? Or were you down with the Redeemer? Oh no, I was infinite shoe monkey game. The the that's the that's the fan favorite, the scimitar. The scimitar, the scimitar. Thing, <laughs> the scimitar, yeah, scimitar. That ship to this day, I I love. It. I want it so bad. Just search it on YouTube if you guys haven't seen it. Um, yours truly made a video on it too. Mm -hmm. So that thing's amazing. I think it could be an Anvil ship. Now I think I forgot what manufacturer was. I think you no, know, was it Anvil? I think that's why I was so blocky. It may have been Anvil. It, it would still be a perfect Anvil ship. Um. But yeah, this show was amazing, and I had missed the first time. I guess they had a contest like this with the Freelancer. The Freelancer had a different look than what it is now, which mm -hmm. um, I would have voted. I would have voted for the first one. That one looks awesome. <laughs> um, but I missed. I didn't even know about that. Mm -hmm. um, so when this came on and the community got involved in in the ship making process, I I loved every bit of this show, and I, I wish we were kind of more involved with some of the. Ship that is the ship designs, at least one out the year, one ship out the year, like the community designs or comes up with. I think that'd be um real cool, but definitely I would love to bring a show like this back, even though it probably wouldn't. Um, even though I love that it hired so many dudes from the community. I think it got hired like two or three. Um, and I think that was you know pretty cool. Um, even the ones who didn't win, um, the team I think the team got hired in, there was other people who didn't even win or got out early still got hired in by uh cig so i would say definitely um bring this show back but probably couldn't because of the whole um amazon lumberyard engine stuff going on but i, mm -hmm. I would love it okay. all right so what did we learn this week on <laughs> all right so so this was different than the freelancer thing the freelancer was concepted by uh, jim martin uh who famously did the defiant for deep space nine and everything for the starship troopers movie and uh, we, he basically gave us a couple of different concepts and we just, you know, put a, put a couple of pictures on the website and let people vote. And then they picked one. Far cry from what this was. This was a major, major production done at that same YouTube space that I, uh, that I discussed earlier. Um, this was actually, if you remember the days, uh, this was what was supposed to be between Wingman's Hangar and Around the Verse. Uh, Wingman's huh. Hangar was 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 canceled, and then this was the show that was going to take its place. And then when this was done, it was going to be uh, around the verse. But uh, people didn't want to get rid of Wingman's Hangar or whatnot. This this wasn't. They're like, we're not we're not going to learn anything about the game during a competition show. And we're like, oh yeah, all right, fine. So we kept Wingman's Hangar going at the same time. And then when this ended, Wingman's Hangar ended, and then we started on the uh, around the verse thing. But this was a major production with with sixteen teams who all you know submitted different ships they all started making by making a weapon and then they had to make ships um we hired 
we hired several people from several of the losing teams. Uh, some of the ones who are still here, uh, one of them is actually a, a, a assistant vehicle art director right now, Ellen Bachelor Jr. Mm. Uh, so when, when people like when people say the Four Horsemen won, I often remind them like they didn't win. And, you know, they, 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 they won. They, they, they won a couple thousand dollars and a free computer and a license to AutoCAD or whatever. But the folks who won to me are the ones who got a job and are still here to this. Oh, day. nobody from the Four Horsemen got hired. One person from Four Horsemen got hired. A guy named Paul Delessi. Uh, he actually left and went to Cyberpunk. Oh, oh man, yeah, he he moving on up in the world then. <laughs> Huh? Fuck you, dude. Yeah, I thought I thought yeah. I thought. Hey, I'm just hey, moving on and up. You know, he. I see. I can see at that time. I can see at that time. I can see at that time because at the time, Witcher was a little bigger than Star Citizen. So everybody's like, I'm out. But now, yeah. Star Citizen is no. the bigger product now. So no, no, you know, no, no. in my eyes, I love Cyberpunk. I love Cyberpunk. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm just giving you shit. But, uh, <laughs> But yeah, see, it's not just me g- 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 getting a hard time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that, uh, I don't know if because I'm watching the delay on the stream. That's Dave Hobbins on the on the right there uh, with the microphone. Uh, Dave Hobbins uh, went on to do massive things for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody said he worked on the Mandalorian. It's like, yeah, he did a lot more than that. He did mm-hmm. he did the new Millennium Falcon for for uh, for uh, both Solo and for the Force Awakens. Yeah, he was he did he did a whole bunch of Galaxy's Edge mm-hmm. at Disneyland and Disney World. Like he is one of he is one of Star Wars's uh, main guys these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, so so he moved on up. Mm-hmm. Geo. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, just, okay. And this go by the way, if you if you want to click on the live studio above your name there, you can catch it in real time in the Discord. Right. That way you don't get caught up on the uh, Twitch uh, version of it. Uh, yes, yeah, I think yep. the guys who got hired and definitely won in. Mm-hmm. Okay, seven. Yeah. I know, I know it was seven. That's amazing. Yeah. And I forget what, but, so what was the what was the award for that? Was it twenty thousand that they split? I I don't know. I forget. It was a I computer, don't, don't like you said, it was a computer software. Yeah, it, 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 it was, it, like, there was there was a money prize, and then mm-hmm. there was some there, there was some hardware, and then there was some software. Okay, but but the people who, the, in my opinion, I always tell people the people who won are the ones who. Hired and oh, are still 000. here to this day. Give me said thirty k, awesome. thirty thousand. Okay, yeah, they got I a thirty k. So screw those guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't AMD sponsor like uh, one of the ships there or some or something that was? I thought it was a partnership well, with well, that AMD, program. AMD was was one of the sponsors of the show. We had several sponsors. AMD did a separate sponsorship for the uh, Mustang. I remember so many people crying that you guys were wow using our money to film this show and it was all sponsors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so crazy. People whining. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that was the next great starship. Uh, and as we mentioned, it was it was a lot of fun to watch it. And I remember the competition was really intense. A lot of folks felt, you know, they had their favorite ship that they wanted to win. But the Redeemer is finally uh, going to be making its uh, full appearance to us in the community. So we're looking forward to that. We'll never, ever oh, do ahead. it again. We'll never, ever do it again because you guys picked the wrong ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was about to be my question with Disco. Do we ever get like some small version of this where we can have like a little input on some of the, the concepts? Ship, you, you pick the ship with flat irons. There you go. I was there. Don't blame me. There you hey, go. I always said the um, Infinite Shoe Monkey got played because they were like dominant the whole contest. And like at the end, had one mistake, like their first time getting criticized, and they were out. I'm like, how? They were dominating. Yeah, well, it oh, came oh, and went. 
we, we thought about doing it again in uh, 2016 or 2017. I can't remember. Uh, but and I'm just like, you you want another you want another flat iron spaceship? And they're like, oh, no. Like, that's you got me. Flat iron spaceships. You got the community has grew since then, so maybe we got some pe people with better taste now. You know, and it was more the judges' fault than the community's fault. I think at the time, no, the, fi the final uh -huh. vote was on it the was people. The community, yep, the community. Yeah. Vote well, well, was the community. That's right, the final vote. But I think it should have been even in like the before the grand championship, whatever you want to call it. The community should have had some sway with the judges because I think even a shoe monkey probably would have won the crowd vote over what the judges were saying. I think. The scimitar was cool, but that thing did a whole lot of stuff, man. That thing, <laughs> it did like way too yeah, much I, I, stuff. I, 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 you gotta remember, like, like I, I, this was before my time, but Sandy said in the video, they had 200 entries. I mean, this is this is uh, 2014, seven years ago. Now there's so many more people. They probably got like 400 entries yeah, or more. It, it, it's just a, it's just a lot of work. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not gonna say it's never gonna come back, but. But I, I think uh, somebody, somebody said maybe after after launch, mm -hmm. you know, maybe, I, I, I'm not going to say it's never going to come back, but it is just. Well, I was, I was wow. kind of referencing for like the, you know, the in-house side, like Thank when you, you. got to do a ship and say, hey, this is early concepts of this. Like how we did, how you did with the freelancer and the, um, well, it's just a freelancer. Those, you know, here's one, here's two, and then the community kind of voted type thing. But that was more in-house. That's what I was talking about. We were much smaller, too, back then. Sethius, thank you so much for 10 subscriptions. You guys give some love to Sethius. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that. All right, we got to move on, gang. Let's hit the next one here. Somebody, here's some, some old memories, if anybody remembers this. Oh, Lefty, thank you. Thank you, old Lefty. So for those who were around back in the day, when we were trying to find something to do in the verse, Tessa was one of the uh, the big things that we love to do, Tessa Bannister. Uh, Fastcart, why don't you tell them a little bit about who Tessa Bannister was and what that Wait, was about? Oh, oh, hold on, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Who, what video is this? Uh, what do you mean, what do you mean? I mean where, where did you source this video from? Oh, that's uh, Camera I think did, no, is that Camera who did this? Uh, I think I, is, I, I just had it up. I'll look. Is the camera's video? I've got the the link is there, uh, Disco, in the uh, di the document I sent you. Who's the person supposed to be in the lower hand corner? I don't know. I I'm, is, that, is that the act voice actress? <laughs> yeah, that's not the person who voiced Tessa. Oh, okay. Well, there's not. Okay, good to know. I'm watching this picture pop up. Like, who is that? And huh? I'm, I'm, I'm like, that is not. That is not the person who voiced Tessa. That was the only vo video I could find that had Tessa on it with the dialogue. So that's the only reason why I was using it. Um, but oh, Phil C. Maybe they probably put it on the screen on the right side. I think they were trying to make it look like she was talking on the screen on the right side. Yeah. Maybe that. But they just, they just took a picture of, a, just somebody's a, picture picture. Of, a, of a random, a random person. person. Okay. <laughs> well, it's not a random person. It's, it's a person. It's a person who's in Squadron 42. 
but oh. it's, it's oh. not the person, not the person who's doing the voice. Okay, there no. you go. Okay, that somebody, that, that, that's an example of community misinformation. Parts of parts of a story, and they they, they jump to conclusions uh, that support whatever hypothesis that they want, but that's not the voice of Tessa. Uh, that's why it's good to have you uh, here. You, you, you've actually never revealed the voice of Tessa, but I will say that uh, uh, we're friends on Twitter. So if somebody wanted to go oh. through all of my Twitter people, <laughs> you, could, you could figure that out. Oh, 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 Jade, was Tessa around when you were when you were playing when you first got yeah. into Star Citizen? Okay, cool. yeah, because I joined in two point five, and uh, right at the end of two point five, the beginning of two point six, and I do remember that was one of my favorite things to do in the game was going out do the um, ICC probe missions with Tessa sending you out into who knows what, and you could even encounter Van Duel. Mm. Could you tell yeah. people a little bit about what the what the process was? What happened with that when you took those missions? What how did yes. you do it? How'd you do it? How'd you how'd you find Tessa? So, you know, wow, I don't know if I don't know if I exactly remember that part. The station, I do remember, the probe station. There. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, you had to fly out to this this ICC probe. Mm -hmm. It was like um you couldn't land on it or anything. It wasn't like stations now, but when you'd get near it, you'd hear her voice and she would basically call out to you and a random ship because mm -hmm. um you know she wouldn't know your name and she she'd ask for a little bit of help and you'd go out there would be uh these beacons and i'm not gonna um, call them bacon um <laughs> and yeah so you'd go out and you would it was it was exploration uh mixed with sometimes a bit of combat so it was Yes. Wow. It was, me, it was very fun. Station break here. Oh, Lefty, thank you for the five. I know that Fast Card said that earlier. Jules, thank you for the follow and the subscribe with Prime. And Sethius, once again, you must be drinking heavily for those 10 gift subs that you gave again. Thank you, my friend. We appreciate it. We got some Test Squadron sending their love. Lefty and Sethius, Test Squadron, Best Squadron. Appreciate that. Uh, Fast Card. Uh, how do you feel about the thing with Tessa? Did, would you think that was a something? Because I think there were like 10 levels of that mission that you had to go through. Uh, did, did you ever try to do any of those missions or did you kind of stay away from them? I watch people do it on Twitch and play it on Twitch. Tessa had a lot of fans. Like mm -hmm. it, it, it was, it, it was, I don't want to say ridiculous, but it was surprising mm -hmm. how many fans <laughs> Tessa had. <laughs> <laughs> And and, and and people people legitimately had broken hearts when she went away. So yeah, she Creepy. bring her back, bring her back. <laughs> Geo, I'll tell you this last card I came across, and I don't know if I don't know if I should even go here, but I'll just mention it. I came across additional dialogue from Tessa. Huh. Um, so yeah, I do have a lot of um, faith that. We will see Tessa again Tessa at some come point. Back. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be awesome. Gio, did you do the Tessa missions? Uh, yes, I do. I remember 3.0 being a big thing and um, doing these missions. Mm -hmm. Even though at the time there was uh, no really no AI, you can only pick up boxes and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but she, she was a smooth um, you know, NPC. I, we loved her talking to us. Um, people are, they go a little crazy over Tessa. Tessa I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. That, I didn't know uh, it was that big, big of a thing. I guess she's kind of like her and um, Port Olive Stars, like, you know, a thing in th connected. But um, mm -hmm. there have been rumors of her coming back. So she may not be all the way gone. So all the people who cried, 
You can calm down on the forums. <laughs> that's just, that's just a, a rumor. I've been dating since 2016. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's the nostalgia when maybe people go, Gwen Tessa! Yeah. That was, was the first person we could hear that was no FOIP. And you would always hear, you know, Tessa. So maybe that's what it was. I think it was just the fact that it was a, vo- a woman's voice calling out from the dark to guys. I think that's pretty much what it boiled down to. That's exactly but, uh, what it was. <laughs> So I'm going to say about that. All right. So that was the Tessa Bannister missions. Uh, here's something that I know a lot of people, especially you old dudes, you old hats might remember this. Let's see if it comes on. It's in 4k. Hey there, hustle on over. but everyone knows me as Gilly. I've served at six squadrons and qualified on almost a dozen ships. So if you put in the time, I'll get you on the path to dogfighting with the best of them. We're gonna set you up in the ship on the landing pad to your right. Hustle over, let's get going. Move it, move it, move it! This is right. SC, it's first first. Take a look around your cockpit and familiarize yourself with the layout. It's for the two. find and access specific controls. Last thing you want to be doing in a scrap is bringing up the instructions. You'll notice the majority of your systems are disabled. I'll be controlling when they're on and offline to simulate potential scenarios and combat situations. Let's get ready for takeoff. I'll do this step-by-step step to show you how it's done. Look over at me, and watch what I do. Systems, check. Engines, check. Tower, permission for launch. Clear for launch. Copy that, Tower. All right, first, I want to lift vertically until I'm just clear of the landing pad. Now that I'm clear, I can straight forward onto the taxiway. I thought people messed this up and crashed. Mm-hmm. Now I square my ship up with the ceiling doors, ready for a vertical takeoff. I had trouble finding Once going up straight. The tower will open the doors. Once I clear out, it'll be your turn. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, there was a tutorial in the game for a period of time. And uh, Zelix, like you, I'm like you, I never could get centered enough over those doors. And I didn't know there was a second set of doors above the first set of doors. So I would always slam <laughs> into them, which was not good. Uh, Jay, Jay, did you do the tutorial? 
before no, your time. There was, yeah, again, before my time. But wait, a second set of doors above yeah, this? Yeah, you were what in like an asteroid when that took off. And so you... The purpose was we were dicks. <laughs> <laughs> you would center off there like you, you would you would you would hover first you'd move forward then you would you would strafe to the left until you were underneath the doors and then you would go the doors would open you'd go through them but you you, you didn't know unless you were looking upward that you just assumed that when you went through the doors you were going to go out into space you didn't you went into a small area that had another set of doors right above it and you had to stop in between those doors wait for the bottom doors to close and then the top doors would open up and then you could go out. And if you didn't know that, it was it, it was terrible trying to get out of that hangar. Once you got out, it was great, but getting out of the hangar was a kicker. Uh, Gio, what about you? Did you do this? Did you ever do that tutorial? Absolutely. I used to um, love the trailer and the quality of it. Mm -hmm. It felt Squadron 42-like and, and kind of gave me a sense of feel what we could expect from that. Mm -hmm. um, I, I used to try to make the uh, dude mad. He would he would say stuff to you like, what are you doing? Get in there. Because <laughs> uh, that's my thing. I like pissing off NPCs and like all the games I play to see how far I could go with them. See if I oh, you, 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 you like pissing off people too, Gio. Don't lie. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, just when you say people, the, the trolley type people. But, but you know, <laughs> I, I, I like fun messing with the, uh, you know, the NPCs. So I definitely say bring it back. But just not right now because the game controls change so much in mm -hmm. alpha. Mm -hmm. So maybe I could bring something like this when controls are like a little more permanent in you know the beta side of things. Mm -hmm. But I think this would be real useful in the future and hopefully it keeps this same quality um, like this. Because it was running smooth for people who need to learn the controls and mm -hmm. get past that door. Imagine dealing with that door with uh, you know all the bad sync going on <laughs> yeah 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 this, this is one of those this is one of those things you file under lessons we learned the hard way mm -hmm. uh, you, you can't have a tutorial when you're still Developing making basically what we found is we, we did it because you know everyone's like we need a tutorial i'm like yes we all agree we need a tutorial uh and we did it and then it lasted for like one patch before it was completely outdated. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. So then we had to change it and then you had to change it. And then it's like, and then you need to get the voice recorded, uh, the voice actor back and do more sessions. And it's like, wow, this is basically, we discovered that you would need an entire team dedicated to nothing but the tutorial. And that, that was just what made, they did. The, the, the tutorial just, became a game itself. Exactly. It, it's, it's like, nobody wants to... Nobody gets into video games to make a tutorial. You know, it's a thing that you do as part of the game that you make. But in order to maintain this, somebody's job would have to be all I do is make and remake and remake and remake the tutorial. Mm -hmm. And it was like, nobody, that, that's not fair. Nobody, nobody got into this industry to do that. Mm -hmm. So, so, and, and then you just, like I said, the voice actor, you, you can't, you just can't afford it. It's just not financially uh, viable to keep bringing them back and recording. And then at which point I'm like, I'll do it. <laughs> Let me be Gilly. I'll do it. Hey, John, right over here. <laughs> Bye for no, like that. By the way, by the, way the, the, the video for this was uh, June 12, 2015. So six years ago. Bonfomet, thank you for the follow. Sethia, stop all the drinking. Uh, he gave us another 10 <laughs> gift subs. You guys give him some love. Uh, as always, uh, we appreciate that, Sethius. Uh, I, one of the things I remember the first command that I fell in love with in here was match speed. That was the thing that I loved. The fact that you could follow somebody, hit M, and match their speed, which was which was very cool. Uh, but yeah, hopefully we will see something like this later on a tutorial. I, think yeah, I do. I, I need something like this in, in the game. Um, 
when it's good for CID to do it, I hope I want them to bring it back. We've got that awesome uh, Top Gun pastiche composed by Pedro, and it's just sitting there. It has to come back someday. Awesome. Hell yes, I love that. Yeah, the music was the music was amazing on there, and like I said, hopefully it comes back. Yeah, yeah, like I I used it in that where where or how we got here or whatever whatever that video I talked about earlier mm. the story so far I used it in the story so far okay cool. it's, it's one of my okay. favorite pieces he's ever he's ever composed cool yeah you we we probably have the most tutorials on this by YouTube because they have to keep making new tutorials like every patch there's so many content <laughs> kind of creators we, it, we 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 would we kill an entire YouTube cottage industry mm-hmm. yeah. if, if if we did it so Makes yeah sense. board gamer he he stays making a new goddamn tutorial I couldn't do it I was like I I'll just wait till it comes out sooner and I'll make my own video I'm not gonna keep updating them. <laughs> Okay, let's try another one. Here's another show that uh, some of you may have forgotten, an oldie but goodie. This guy sucks. The nebula is messing with our sensors. Easy there. Remember that Aurora pilot outside frontier space. Oh, okay. Terrible voice acting. at all. I didn't know that. We never publicized it. I wasn't proud of it. It goes to show me CIG is very conservative with their money. Just had Lando doing all the voices. See, they knew I'd do all that splurging. This was actually made before I worked there. Okay. okay. Like you said, you did the voice. I did. You did. This isn't a CIG video. It works. Oh, this, 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 this is a fan video. Oh, shit. It's funny, is Griffin had this all lined up before we even knew Disco was going to be on the show. Hey, I thought this was the CIG. All the voices in this. Let's wrap this up. What do you say? Grab the crate and set the self-destruct. 
Leave no evidence that we were here. This show became uh, uh, the, the same disco that I had. Please evacuate ship. Self-destruct activated. Please evacuate ship. Self-destruct activated. Please evacuate ship. Alright, so I gotta talk Welcome about this. Welcome everyone stop, no, to stop something it. new. Stop this guy. Stop, stop, stop this well, idiot. Me, can, can I talk about what this is first before you start? No, the, I'm gonna the, talk about what it is. Okay, we tell everybody what the name of the show was then. Alright, so, so, so ah. this, is, this is the wonderful world of Star Citizen. Mm -hmm. So at this point, this is a video that you're seeing on the actual CIG uh, uh, YouTube channel, but I am not an employee of CIG at this point. I'm still That's why I started with CIG. Yeah, I am still a fan at this point. I, I, I'm, I'm, I've contracted with them to, to make a show about the community. Basically, uh, oh. it's, it, start, it's, it's, it starts out, that video you just watched was, was, was made by uh, myself and a uh, wonderfully talented gentleman named Fiendish Feather, uh, who, who made Star Citizen Machine. Oh, yeah, she was great. Yeah, so, so we wrote that together, and then... I recorded all of the voices. Uh, uh, it was only supposed to be temp voices, and we were going to get other people, and we never did because we were lazy. Um, but we made this. We, we were making this video, and then I went to CIG, and again, we're, we're still talking about that. We're still talking about you know trying to find a way to get me in there. And I'm like, I'm like you need to show about the community. Your community is making awesome things, and you guys need a you guys need a a, a platform to to show them and to, to people and to present them to people and stuff like this. And I can make that for you. And so they contracted out with me to make uh, a couple episodes of The Wonderful World of Star Citizen, which I made in my home. I I'm in my living room right now with a green screen, uh, you know, hanging off a, off a giant clothes rack and stuff like this. And, uh, you know, I and, and did this, but because I'm like, okay, now I'm doing the show, but it would really suck if I put my own video as the very first one. So I'm like, you can't tell anybody I'm in this. So he's like, oh, okay. So that's why until this moment right now, We've never told anybody that I was all the voices in that video you just watched. So, because I thought it would be really shitty that here, here's my Star Citizen show, and let me show you a video I made. You know, because I know. Ah. So, so That's exactly so. how it would have been, probably. <laughs> so yeah, so this this was a show designed to celebrate the community and, and show all the things that the community creates. Uh, it lasted for three standalone episodes, and then it got integrated into around the verse uh, when I became a full-time employee. Mm -hmm. The thing because it, oh. it, it it just didn't get the views. It, it, it it's it's it didn't have the views, and I'm like, you know, you, when you make things, you want people to watch them. So it's like I know how to get people to watch the stuff the community makes. So I'll embed it in the the other show that they like. <laughs> so <laughs> very cool. Jay, did you ever see remember seeing any of these episodes, The Wonderful World of um, Star Citizen? Yeah, this is another one that when I saw it like on the the list, I was like, "What is this?" Like, <laughs> is, and I'm wondering now, um, is this how Citizens of the Stars came about? This was <coughs> the precursor to Citizens of the Stars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When, wow. Uh, okay. When Chris, when Chris wanted, when Chris stopped. <coughs> sorry, I was eating chicken. Mm -hmm. Sorry. <laughs> Um, when uh, when Chris uh, stopped doing uh, Ten for the Chairman later on, uh, we didn't want to just leave Monday without anything because people like starting off their week with something. So uh, it was his idea. He was like, "Go back and do a show based on the community and whatnot." And I'm like, "Well, I don't want to do Wonderful World of Star Citizen. We've done that. I don't want to go backwards. I want to go forwards." He's like, "We'll call it Citizens of the Stars." 
and I just kind of looked at him and I'm like, are you serious with that name? <laughs> are, you, are you really serious with that name? And he goes, yeah, it's a good name. I'm like, I'm like, all right, Squadron 42. <laughs> I, we often tease about that. Uh, okay. we, have a, we have a great history of naming things at CIG. Remember yeah, Freight Units? Remember, remember Freight Units when every ship had an FU number? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. I, I remember Battlefield Upgrade Catch. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. What's the FU number of that shit? <laughs> okay. So that gives... uh, by the way, this is um, February 24, 2015. So, and, and next we're going to have, we're, we're coming after that. Okay. And and this actually leads into the next show that we were just talking about, which is Citizen of the Stars. Any intros can you fit? Ooh. Hey everyone, community manager Tyler Nolan here to welcome you to another episode of Citizens of the Stars. Even intros evolutionized. content <laughs> created by you, our Star Citizen backers. With that, let's hand it off to Tyler Whitkin and see who he's interviewing for this week's Citizen Spotlight. I had a license to After Effects and I abused it. Hey everyone, and welcome to another installment Spotlight, wow. where we take a moment to highlight some of the amazing people within the Star Citizen community. Now, the joining TV us this week is someone TV. who many of you are not talking about the producer. I'm, I'm maybe I'm on the a legendary lag. Joran. Oh, that producer community guy, Tyler was his name. Fantastic. Are you around? I'm not, not Tyler. Not oh, the other Tyler. 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 Yeah, the other Tyler. That's one of When it comes to bringing Star Citizens together through, he left a couple years ago. So let's start with the basics. What is a Bar Citizen? Well, Bar Citizen was originally coined by Michael Moreland back like going around to the one original Kickstarter in Austin with <laughs> Wingman, Ken Shadow, and some other guys. Having so, I can cut in on this. This was a, again another show that focused on community, and Shout def to def definitely want to hear what you got to say about it, Disco. Um, but this show, I look forward to a lot. A lot of the content creators, not just content creators, people who just did things, the contributions to the community, which was really, really cool. Um, and they did really nice highlights of folks from all over the world, which was really, really nice. Uh, FC, were you on the show? I have the distinction of being the last MVP that Sandy and Ben introduced before they did this show. Oh, okay. VIP. Cool. Okay, cool. Jay, did you, were you around when this was going on? No, I wasn't. Um, but, oh, wait, wait, yes, yes, I was. Okay. I do remember watching the show, but I think it ended uh, not long after I became a backer. Okay. And it was yes. definitely gone by the time I became an MVP. Uh, MVP so. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah. just there for calendar year 2017, if I remember. Mm. It was, yeah, it was there there April, April 10, 2017. Yes. Yeah, it was there from January to December 2017. Started the first week of 2017, ended the last week. Mm. Okay. Gio, do you remember this show? Uh, yes, I do remember that show. Uh, I got to see a lot of my friends on there. <laughs> um, so that was that was pretty cool. But I know a lot of people, other uh, people in the community didn't like it. They would always, for some reason, streamers and content creators, I don't know why, they get hate on a lot. So you see a lot of dislikes on here. But, you know, a lot of the community, some of the community still watching it as well. Mm-hmm. I liked it because they didn't just do content creators. I mean, there were a lot of them were content creators and that makes sense, but they often did people who did other things. Some people like, I think like on their website now, when people create something or make something, 
uh you know artwork or whatever it was they kind of showed like a, a to me it was like a variety of folks from the community and i i really liked this show a lot because it was a way to get introduced to people because sometimes you see people's names and stuff and whatnot but to actually get to see them and hear their stories i always thought that was a very cool thing and then did they do mvp as a part of this disco or was yeah, that a separate it was thing a, the, the show had four sec uh, four segments and the mvp was the it was the top five. Okay. It evolved into the top five. And so it was not just the one person of the week. It was the top five people of the week. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah. So, so it, it was, it was, there was an interview section, which we just watched. Then there was the quantum mm-hmm. questions, which was something with the developer because we tried to have something with the developer in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there was the top five. And then the fourth thing kind of floated. Sometimes it was a sub corner. Or sometimes it was, uh, I, I can't remember right now. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, no, I I, I loved doing this show. Mm-hmm. I, I I adored doing this show, but it died so calling all devs could live. Mm. Gotcha. So it was one, it was one of those things. It's it it's like Geo said. It didn't have a huge viewership. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just it was just a question of can we be doing something in the can we be doing something with this effort that would serve more people? Mm. And I was like, yes. That we can be doing something that would serve more people. As much as I enjoy doing this, especially the quantum questions, I love mm-hmm. quantum questions. If I was going to bring anything back from it and just steal it and bring it back today, it would be. Oh fun. yes, that you're was... doing it right now on the screen. I love that part. That was cool. That was yep. fun. Was that was was it Paul Jones? Was he the one who hit the highest amount? I uh, know it was Mike Jones. Mike Jones, rather. Mike, Mike Jones. Jones. Yeah, Mike Jones. Yeah, surprisingly, uh, he he. And he only was because the king. they sabotaged me in the last episode, I would have won. <laughs> Would have I would have taken it in the last episode, but they sabotaged me. Oh wow! Okay, okay. Yeah, oh. Play that. Yeah, play- yeah, go find the last episode. Play that. <laughs> the last one. We'll have to watch that one. That was real. We'll find the link yeah, for that, that one. That, 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 that was real. <laughs> like that, that was that was like they actually like I I was as the last episode. I knew it was the last episode. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm in charge here. I can, I can do this. And and the people I worked with are. okay all right so that was uh citizen of the stars uh now disco maybe you can give some uh context to this because this kind of show kind of floated around into different things and it's morphed over the years uh but this was ship shape lisa ohanian welcome to Um, ship shape and i thought there was someone before lisa that was doing it i can't remember the guy's name he was the first She was now, the, the first. concept art for the Reliant was there, done by look, David Look at that Hawkins, really overproduced lower third I made. did concept art for the Mustang. I abused the hell the out Reliant of After Effects. Is, I like ah. to think of it as a souped-up starter ship. Fun fact, Lisa Ohanian works for the God of War studio. Sony. Yeah, some Sony studio. Actually, I think she's at Riot now. Oh, she's oh, okay. at Riot, she yeah. Oh, really? She moved move around, huh? Okay. Well, Lisa was... Uh, the, the show Ship Shape, folks, is what this was from. I'm, I'm sorry, the intro didn't come in for some reason. Um, but this was uh, when we would find out about the ships, and then later on, as you guys know, it morphed into. I think Disco is pretty much. You've been the one who's been pretty much doing the ship shape stuff now, right? Well, I was doing this too. Uh, this was my show. I wrote it, and mm-hmm. produced it, and put everything together. I loved it. No, no, no I, mean, I, mean, I mean, but you were hosting. Just, you've been hosting. You've been the one who's been hosting it most now, right? It's about now. What is it called now? Something else. Well, when she left, I took over. But you know, she was the original host because I figured people would prefer to hear from her than me. Mm-hmm. But and I was right. Uh, but and then when, when she when she moved on, uh, I took it over. But the uh, I mean, it's essentially just I mean the only the only difference between Ship Shape as a brand and the ship segments we do right now mm-hmm. is the hosting section that has the grid. 
you know, that has, mm. that has the pipeline grade. Right, 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 the pipeline. Other than that, other than that, we are still producing ship shape. We're just not calling it ship shape. Mm-hmm. Every time, you, every time you see a ship segment in ISC, it's the same effort. It's the same effort. It's the same topic. Mm-hmm. It's the same discussion. Uh, and then, and then for the smaller bits, you get them in the sprint report. So, right. you know, oftentimes we'll hear bring ship shape back. You want ship shape, but every piece of ship shape exists. Yeah. The 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 pipeline is represented in the public roadmap. Mm-hmm. The smaller updates are in the sprint report, and the larger subject matter updates that are dedicated to each ships are still existent as individual segments in ISC. So every part of ship shape exists today. Let me, let me it's throw just, some, it's just not yeah, one tiny me, okay. I'm going to throw something at you though. Something that I've heard from the community and I'm not saying it's a, 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 that whether the decision is good or bad, it's been an observation. And it's the fact that we've had that discussion with people Could people come on the show and they'll talk about information that they don't get, or they can't find it. They don't, they never heard it. And we've tried to explain that that information is disseminated, but quite often it's disseminated in multiple places. Sometimes it's in the monthly report. Sometimes it's on the mm-hmm. tracker. Sometimes it's on the, the roadmap. And, and, and what I will say is this, when I used to watch the ship shape show and you would stand there before that pipeline and that grid would move across and you'd say, we're in gray box stage and blah, 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 blah. I paid attention to that. Me um, too. By that disappearing, did it disappear because there was some issue with, you know, well, they said this was going to happen and it didn't, or did it just disappear? Or was it because it just defaults to those other areas? Because in a way, being able to have that visual and hearing you say that was kind of a one-stop shop. And I don't mind. I've been in the community. I read everything, but I know there are some people who don't read the newsletter or don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's anybody's fault. I'm just saying sometimes you do have to kind of find the pieces of the puzzle. You know what I mean? To find yeah. out where things are. Uh, this goes back to what we said before. Like my most things that happens for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the progress information is in the monthly report mm-hmm. that this ship has moved into this phase. This ship has moved into this phase. What we actually found was, was, you know, I invented the monthly report with Ben back when we first did it, but then, you know, that was back when I was a community manager and I've, and I stopped being a community manager in like 2017. Yeah. So when, when I was doing ship shape, I was no longer a community manager, but so the, so the community managers had taken over the monthly report and we'd find that, Oh, well, it's, I'm, you know, I'm trying to find information. And it's like, oh, we already gave that out in the monthly report. Mm. Oh, what, I'm going I'm to say this. Like, oh, we already put that out in the monthly report. So, so we, start, we started finding that, okay, we're fighting for information here. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 like, it's like, it doesn't really, it's like, does it, it doesn't matter if I do it or you do it as long as it's done. done. But we can't both do it. That's, that's just okay. dumb. That's just dumb. So the monthly report uh, had a, you know, you know it, it had it for the, it had it, it was basically that was all the ship team could talk about. So it's like, if I was taking it, then it, it gave the ship team section in the monthly report. It made it very anemic. It's like, well, what do we have to update on? Jared's given them all of our updates. And it's like, all right, so, so we'll leave that to the monthly report. And then the actual, you know, the, 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 when it's coming out or when it's expected coming out goes into the public roadmap, the, how it was made and the story of how it made still exists in the segments. Like I said, it, it all still exists in one place or another. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was, it just got to a point where it's like, where it's like we started eating each other's lunches. Gotcha. Yeah. And I just want to say, you know, Griffin said it more eloquently than, than I would have. I, I love I love that it was a one one stop shop. I'm just, one of the um, the 
a feature that I love, I like about um, following in, in, in this development cycle from with Star Citizen Quad Forty Two is the, the the ships and 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 what 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 goes behind and, and making them. I I know, I know that you can't please everybody. For everyone who loves ship shape, there's someone who loves bug bug matches more. So yeah, I understand it, 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 it's give and take. But I, I personally, I I really like to have you know more of this um of the, of the, the format especially like to the pipeline and everything it was a visual thing yeah no i, I hear it it's it's another one of my absolute favorite things that that i got to make the the pipeline thing was all done by me uh, but basically all of this graphic stuff mm -hmm. that you're seeing you know it's all me mm -hmm. it's we've never we've never had a graphic we've never had a, a motion graphics person hired for CIG ever in the history of the company. Mm. So so it's because there's, there's just not enough. There's not enough to keep this person employed mm -hmm. 40 hours a week. Right. Um, so and and one episode of Ship Shape every couple of while isn't enough. So it was always me doing it. And eventually, in order to improve the quality of everything else, the quality of our interviews and production value and stuff like that, it's like I had to give it up. It's like I can't spend this time. Mm. I can't spend the I can't work 40 hours and then spend another 20 hours a week doing motion graphics. And it really took 40 hours. My real job does, yeah. Yeah, regular job. I mean, no, no, I'm just the ship shape part of it. No, my no. real job takes 40 hours. No, so any, any, anything doing this is it's extra. extra. It's extra. Mm -hmm. It's extra. Okay. It's all overtime. Mm -hmm. It's it's all it's all time I could be spending having oh, a healthy work-life yeah. balance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's it's it was all done in my extra uh, in in like off hours mm -hmm. because it's not my job and I I wanted it. We had nobody to do it, so I did it in my spare time instead of relaxing mm -hmm. or talking to girls or any of the other things that you're supposed to do. Overrated. So, <laughs> so no, eventually it just it just had to it had to be like it's not financially viable to hire somebody to do it uh, because they have nothing else to do. Mm -hmm. It's like this is the only thing that we do that requires motion graphics, and uh, I can't keep doing it in my spare time. It's not healthy. It's not right, mm -hmm. and it's not healthy. So. Okay. Right. Well, I just want to say I, I appreciated the effort that you did for the drink. Thank you. All yeah, right. No, I loved it. I I I I, I loved it. it make, making the ships fly around and, and duck behind the boxes and making the boxes explode. And I was like, <laughs> I loved it. But but eventually, it's like it's part of that growing up. You have to go. Why is my blood pressure so high? And why am I not sleeping? And it's all oh, because I'm spending all my extra hours doing motion graphics animations and abusing like look how many intros these shows had some of these shows had like four yeah. intros it's like it's like i was i was abusing i was an after i was an after effects addict it's a lot it's a lot okay let's uh move on we only got three more to go gang we're almost there um another beloved show for many people for those of you eggheads out there you tech people uh was bug smashers let's look at that smashers Hey everyone, welcome to the all new Bug Smashers. I'm finally going solo. Got my own spin off, you know, like in tradition of, uh, you know, all those great spin offs like Joey, Caprica, and Lone Gunman. This is gonna be good. I'm ready to smash some bugs. I appreciate that joke. Bug Smashers! Hey everyone. Uh, Disco, don't tell me you were doing that voice too. Multiplayer bug. 
So on my left, I have I won't my dedicated server. On the right, <laughs> I have three clients connected. And on the dedicated server, you can see the status of each of the players. And currently, they're all set to be in-game. This bug that I've gotten is if um, one of the players decides to eject and disconnect right away, the other two clients will be unable to respawn. So let's see what happens. So let's tell this guy to eject, and then we shall disconnect. And let's see what the server is saying. Everyone is in game. Oh, look at that. Uh, our guy is sticking around and he's in the disconnect state. That's actually pretty bad because now if I tell this guy to eject and I'm gonna wait for the respawn window. Respawn and he's not doing anything. All right, let me jump in here. Geo, for Bug Smashers, either people loved it or they didn't pay attention to it. Which one were you? Which category were you for Bug Smashers? Okay, so I've watched the first couple episodes. Um, the, after that, I didn't watch it that much. I mean, it was cool to see the bugs um, and stuff that they were actually, you know, killing and taking out of the game. After a while, it just got kind of repetitive um, mm -hmm. once you got to see how it was and, you know, a whole bunch of computer stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I would like to see it come back maybe like a smaller version like quarterly like what all bugs did you smash for this patch uh patch to just one mm -hmm. and make little quick highlights of it mm -hmm. but as a show like one of the weekly things or every other week it was it was too repetitive i would just like to see what bugs like the biggest bugs you had to smash mm -hmm. in that quarter or get past in in the uh what is it the the, the chart or mm -hmm. the what do you guys call it i've got the chart with all the updates oh the progress huh. tracker the progress up. tracker mm -hmm. yeah, yeah i would like to you know some of the bugs get smashed on video mm -hmm. or what were the ones that you guys couldn't really get it was kind of you know strong but i guess that wouldn't be a bug smash would be still there but mm -hmm. finally seeing the process to get that bug bug smash. <laughs> <laughs> okay jade what about you okay i love the concept of the show mm -hmm. i wasn't i was neither a, a big fan of the show nor did i hate it I love the concept of it, but I sometimes feel like it may have given the wrong impression. For example, I remember a specific bug where ships would spawn without their seats, which was smashed on that show. Unfortunately, when that when that bug came back, people got salty. Like, I saw it smashed. Why is this bug back? <laughs> so you, not understanding the game development you know, sometimes things will come back in another form. So I think, you know, maybe it's good that it's not around now, but um, I, the spirit behind it of bringing people along, of transparency, showing them, yes, this is how we fix, you know, things in the game that are wrong. Okay, cool. Best card. I I I tried to, I tried to follow to follow it religiously, but unfortunately, uh, it, it, it wasn't it wasn't to the to the level of sympathy for me. Um, there, there, there were some episodes that I I, I like more than others, especially when it's like come come to like ship specific bugs. If we, but if it wasn't about ship, I I, I kind of like uh, okay. But um, it, 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 but so, so what some people in chat are saying, if they if they put like two minutes of it in in in, in some ISC, or maybe make it make it a show like quarterly or maybe monthly, then I I think that, that that'll uh, uh, 
please a lot of people. Mm. And just to um, just to be consistent, this was May 6, 2015, so six years ago. Okay, cool. I, you know, for me, um, I watched it from time to time. You know, when it would come on, if I, if I was around, I, I would watch it. Uh, it wasn't one of those shows that I like, ooh, couldn't wait to turn on. But I, I usually would end up start watching it, and then I enjoy watching it to the end. Uh, I'm, I'm not that much into coding. Like, at this point now, I'm an old-school computer guy. But I was always kind of fascinated to see, Mark, how he would, you know, kind of come to conclusions and figure out things. I think, to your point, Gio, I would love to have seen some type of show that showed the hurdles that the community as a whole knew about. Like, how do we get past certain things? Like, remember when they did the explanation about procedural planets? Just recently, mm -hmm. when Chris was on with Sandy, and he did the explanation about why um, people were standing on seats, right? And he talked about uh, the tick information. I mean, those kind of big things, I would love to see how they got over hurdles like that over the development period. Because some of these bugs were bugs I'd be familiar with, and some of them I'd be like, I didn't even know that was a bug. You know, so it really didn't grab me that much all the time. But I, but I thought it was fascinating, and a lot of people, the tech heads out there, loved watching this show. I remember when it was yeah, exactly. they stopped doing it, there were a lot of people saying, "Whoa, where's Bug Smashers going?" And a lot of people were really asking about it. So, just go. Any thoughts on it? <laughs> no. Um, I, of every show that we did, this was the most developer intensive. Mm -hmm. It's it's whenever whenever somebody wonders why aren't they doing a show on this or why aren't they doing a show on this or why aren't they talking about that or whatever the like i said before like most things they happen for multiple reasons one of the most important considerations that always goes into it is how much time would it take a, de a, a developer away from actually working on the game it's because we are at the end of the day we are not a video company mm -hmm. we are a video game company so it's you know it, it's fine have it, it's 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 fine having somebody take 15 20 minutes out of their out of the day here filming them on their lunch or or pulling them away here and there and everything but it's it we we, we always have to be respectful for the amount of time that it, that it takes these people mm -hmm. for this there are there are dozens and dozens and dozens of programmers who are out there if, if smashing bugs mm -hmm. so so for just one episode of this Mark would have to go through and look at the entire log of things that have been fixed, that have been fixed. And, and not, not just the ones that he fixed, but the ones that everybody fixed. Because so he's trying to find a, 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 for lack of a better term, a telegenic bug, <laughs> one that can actually be demonstrated <laughs> in a visual manner mm -hmm. uh, that, that, that makes sense on the show, because not, every, not everything he did. Then he's got to go and talk to the person who actually did the bug fix and go through and, and, and learn their entire story of what they went through to do it. And then if it took multiple people, he's got he's to follow that track through all those people mm. and figure out what the entire story is. Then he's got to re-break it because mm -hmm. it's already been fixed. Mm -hmm. So then he's got to manufacture a way to re-break it Within a in a in a in a separated secluded environment, so that it doesn't get back into game dev, <laughs> it doesn't get back into the system. Like I, I thought, I fixed that. Well, Mark broke it for a show. <laughs> yeah, that would that would be a terrible, terrible thing. I was wondering how that worked. Yeah, so he would have to he would have to create a duplicate environment, then right. re-break it, mm -hmm. and then that would sometimes you know not be the easiest thing. It's like, well, I thought because you, you, you don't just do the fix in reverse. That's just not how right. it happens. Mm -hmm. So then he would re-break it. And then because this is where the, because 
just like when you when you saw the seat fix thing mm-hmm. and then it was fixed and then it got back in different causes can have the same effect mm-hmm. can have the same effect so uh, uh, the uh, like like there are a dozen things that cause the 30k mm-hmm. when you fix one there's still 11 others right so so when he, in the process of rebreaking this sometimes he would get a different cause of the same issue than the one that he had he now had a fix for so now he's rebroken it and the fix that the other guy did doesn't fix it anymore because he broke it differently <laughs> so so now so, so so now he's now he's just wasting time breaking and refixing a bug that's already been fixed mm-hmm. yeah i was wondering whether or not yeah he's got to do all of this mm-hmm. and now then go and then, and then and then decide is this actually interesting for people? And half the time it would be like, no, mm-hmm. no, this isn't. An, and then that's just all thrown away work. And then he would do it again for another one and then again for another one. And then we finally find one, okay, yeah, this is one that we actually we can actually show and has a visual element. Of, and then you got to record it. And then, so at this point, he's already spent hours and hours and hours on this before we've hit record mm. on anything. So this was an incredibly uh, developer-intensive show. And... It was only Mark who could do it. We we did like one or two episodes where somebody would fill mm. in, but th- this was for the amount of time that it, that was invested in doing this. It was only Mark who was willing who was who was willing to do this. <laughs> and and as despite whatever I've, I've heard all of the conspiracy theories about why it was gone, we had Mark on the show on a show and flat out tell people why it was going away. He got promoted. He got promoted to right. the head of the vehicle tech team mm-hmm. right under Sean Tracy. Yep. So it's like, yeah, I'm now responsible for coordinating the effort for an entire team of people. It's not just me. <laughs> I'm just on, the, on a lowly programmer who came from Black Mesa anymore. It's like, I'm now in charge of an entire team. I don't have the time to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's why it had to go away. Yeah. Which, yeah, is, a, which is a much more boring answer than any of the uh, conspiracy answers that have been out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not. I'm not trying to talk over him. I, 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 I thought I was catching him when, when, when he was done. So I, I don't want to try to be rude. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I was expecting in my head because I don't. I didn't know how it worked. It was just in my head. I was expecting that Mark was doing something like on a separate server, isolated code. It was safe from 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 the actual environment, and then he could do all the stuff, and and, and it, it, it would be fine. I did. I was not expecting it to be all mingled together and 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 and, and messing messing other stuff up. Well, yeah, it wasn't. He he had to separate, but the the act of separating it takes time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so yeah, it, it's it's just it was it was it was absolutely the most. Resource intensive show that we did, mm-hmm. so we love. I mean, we loved it. Yeah. I loved it. It's it's my number one criteria for any show that we do. I I just ask myself, would EA do it? Mm-hmm. Would Activision do it? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, and, I, would I, Sony do it? Can I say something? And if to they're that, like, though? if they're like not in a million years, then I'm interested. I'm instantly interested. Yeah. And I, and I was but about then, to say that's the benefit. I mean, I, I'm not. I, I do want to say this is a compliment. Um, there's a game right now where, it, and you know what game I'm talking about, where many people in the community are very disenchanted with what's been going on with their development. Many of them have come over to Star Citizen and one of the biggest compliments that they have given ah. is about the the shows like ISC and the, the um, what's the word I wanna say? The, they feel that when they're hearing from the devs 
that they're hearing from the devs. They don't feel like they're hearing scripted information. They oh, feel like there's okay. a natural flow of conversation that's happening between community and developers and you as a host. And, and that's been a very strong positive. And, and I, you know, we kind of, for those of us who've been around here for a while, we just gotten used to that. And until somebody comes from another community and says, man, because I thought that other communities may have had something similar. I know some of them do have other community shows, but man, to hear the response of some of these people talking about, man, this is so refreshing. You guys have people who are actually talking to you and telling you stuff. And, you know, and a lot of times our people kind of get a little salty, like we're not hearing enough. There's not enough transparency. But to hear other people who come from the outside and see what you guys are doing, it's a real compliment to the fact that there is a lot of information. The fact that we could even talk about all these shows, you know, over the years and still have stuff going on fresh that we come to as a community is really cool. You know, I think it's really great. Um, Man, if I could, if I could script all this stuff, I get so fewer emails from Chris Roberts. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. on your show last week. <laughs> Yeah, but that'll be a lot more work for you now. I can imagine. All right, we got one more to touch on. Then we're going to hit our final one. Um, some of you know that a few years ago, uh, CIG brought on, uh, and hopefully I say the, the term right, Xenolinguist, uh, someone to help develop languages for uh, Star Citizen. And many of you, we've talked about the Banu before and the Banu language and everything else, but some of you may not also remember that there was people who were brought on, or same person was brought on to the Xi'an language as well. So let's take a quick look at that. I believe it's pronounced alien talker alien talker <laughs> <laughs> like that those of you who are buying your raylands and stuff you might want to pay attention ryland ryland hi there i'm Britton watkins and i'll be your guide for like to learn Xion. so you might be asking yourself why would i learn a fictional language while it's true that understanding Xion or any other language in the end isn't going to be the key to the game the production team here understand that this kind of investment in building out the universe has big payoffs, not just for richness in gameplay, but because it also gives you another dimension in which you can engage in and get enjoyment out of immersing yourself in these worlds. Fictional languages can become real, even if the original speakers are fictional. While this series is intended to introduce you to the foundation of speaking and writing, just as you can't learn Spanish or Japanese in an hour, this course will not be completely comprehensive. We're also looking to enlist your help in directly contributing to the language as well, but we'll get into that a little bit later. In this first chapter in this series, we'll be sharing with you a brief introduction to the Xi'an culture, an overview of the online resources that are already available or will soon be available to help you learn, and finally, some basic words and phrases to get you started. So, who are the Xi'an? I'll include some links in the description below that will give you a more comprehensive backstory, but in a nutshell, the Xi'an are an alien species that have a reptilian-type appearance, and they've served as foils for humanity, both politically and socially. Okay, let's stop there. Let's talk a little bit about this. Uh, Fast Cart, are you interested in learning languages? Is this something that you will you started doing or something that later on you say, okay, I guess I better start. Cause I know you're a big Banu guy. You're a big Banu guy. What's the scoop? Right? What's your feelings about the languages? I didn't do Xeon. I, I'm going to try to do Banu. It depends. I, I, I'm going to try to do Banu. Okay. But Xeon and some, and some of the other languages, not, not so much. Okay. Jade, what about you? 
Um, I absolutely love that CIG has decided to put this much thought into the alien species so much that they hired yeah. somebody from that did stuff for Star Trek, right? To create these languages. And these are like real languages that follow real linguistic mm -hmm. roles. Mm -hmm. So yes, more please. Okay, you're into it. Awesome, awesome. Gio, what about you? Um, I definitely glad I'm like Jay said, I'm glad they got a linguist. I, I've heard too many games actually get a linguist for the alien races. Usually they'll just make some weird noise and come up with anything, <laughs> which they could have did, but they went out the way and actually made their own language. Um, I, I didn't, I, I watched a couple of shows. I, I didn't watch it all the time. Cause I'm not mm -hmm. into learning language. I'd rather learn the actual real language mm -hmm. and actual life. <laughs> um, I don't even have time like Klingon. Like Klingon, something a little more important. I'm just playing. Um, but, uh, I, I would like it kind of like in the game in a, I don't know, mass effect mode, like an encyclopedia. Mm -hmm. I would like that type of style, maybe video or like some type of audio playing with a, a, a like a holographic video, of maybe, uh, uh, in, in game NPC or something like that mm -hmm. and have a nice encyclopedia of all these languages that help us maybe hear over here, some of the NPCs mm -hmm. or maybe in game and for people may be talking, um, some bad new and we could go to the encyclopedia. And just listen to what they just said, because mm -hmm. uh, there probably is going to be some people that do that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I like it, but just not for a show format. Yeah, I know. Several years ago, uh, I'm a big Star Trek fan, and I remember when Simon Schuster put out the Klingon language. And I remember getting the tapes and learning it and trying to memorize all this language. It was a lot of fun. I had a friend of mine, and we would kind of send messages back and forth to each other. We were really excited about that. And then, when, of course, when you start hearing it in the movies and stuff, it's like, wow, this is so cool. And I'm kind of looking forward to that same thing uh, within Star Citizen. There, there obviously, you know, there have been hints to the fact of the importance of these languages and not just there for showcasing them, but they are going to be a part of the lore and a part of the game. So it's nice that we do have this kind of like right now, maybe people aren't really paying attention to it, but there are some people like Jade was saying that are very excited about the language. I think if I'm remembering correctly at the marketplace uh, the year before last at the, the convention, uh, there's a gentleman who had started like writing out languages and Jian and Banu are one of the two. I can't remember which one. Um, but um, there are people who are already, you know, writing this stuff out. You guys have even seen when the posts have come up on the website, people will go on and decipher these things and post them so that everybody else can see what's going on. I think with the Banu one and with the Jian one, these letters came out and people did that. Um, Catfish, thank you, thank you, thank you for that follow. Uh, Disco, any uh, comments about the Xeno stuff here, the language stuff? Well, interestingly enough, this this isn't a show. This was never intended to be a show. This this was just this was just a limited series of videos. It was it was what it was released, and that was all it was ever to be. Mm. This is one hundred percent made by Britain and his uh, his partner. Uh, mm. This was not produced by CIG. Oh, oh, okay. at all. Wow. The, 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 this was this was Britain mm. uh, on his own wanting to do this for mm. the fans, and and me That's saying. Dope. And me saying, I'm not going to turn down fucking content. So, so, so like, like I have, you know, I, I have made, I have made over 2000 videos for Star Citizen where I've been the principal creative uh, uh, force behind it. Mm -hmm. I take no credit for this. This was Britain and, and his partner who wrote this, filmed it, edited it, did this amazing hologram effect that he's got. Uh, wow, so they did here. the whole nine yards, and it wasn't just like a camera recording and then send it to you guys. Yep, no, he, they they made it entirely themselves and handed it to me completed. 
And I was just wow. like, wow, if, it, if this was how it could always be, this would be wonderful. Nice. Wow, I remember so many people getting pissed off, like, wow, CIG is paying for these type of videos, and the whole time it was free. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this was a labor of love wow. uh, on, on his behalf. That's amazing. So, that, that's amazing. Did he come to CIG, or did CIG go to him? Uh, what do you mean? Well, like, to film it? Um, no, as far as, like, developing, developing the, language. the languages, was, was he, like, a fan of the game that decided to develop the languages, or did CIG need someone to develop the language? Oh, no, we, we, we sought him out. He's, okay. he's, he's premier, and you, you got, like, the, uh, you got, like, uh, uh, the Akudas and whatnot who did Klingon, and then you've got this guy, you know, who did Avatar, who did the, the Alien Race for Avatar, and wow, awesome. stuff, so... So no, when, when, when you look for this, like, hey, I want somebody to create me an alien race. It's not big Rolodex uh, of people out there. So uh, he's just one of the preeminent people in his field. And we approached him and uh, he took a look at our project and was like, I, I really like what you guys are doing. I'd love to help. Wonderful. Disco, Disco what's a Rolodex? I haven't seen one of those in ages. What's a what? Rolodex. A Rolodex? <laughs> Uh, uh, don't, don't, don't fall for it. Please don't fall for it. Just go, just let it go. Don't fall for it. All right, we're on our very last, very last piece of. Uh, I hope Steve tips you out of your chair. <laughs> we're on a very last piece of nostalgia here. There's a little prelude to this nostalgia piece. Some of you guys remember TV, uh, a show that came on television at one point, and uh. It, it had a lot of popularity at the time, uh, but it didn't do so well. Didn't do so well. Some of you might remember this. this the Incredible uh, Hulk will not be presented this evening. Well, I love the Incredible Hulk. I know it's an important day. This isn't even the best one to show. We'll give it a try. Set your coordinates. Won't jump far. Holiday net. Holiday live streaming in that show is better. Really? I didn't. I don't even know about that one. All right, let's bring that so, back. So, so <laughs> you're, wanna, you're, so, you're trying to reference the infamous holiday live stream yes, right now, aren't you? Yes, and not just the infamous one. I'm, I'm actually referencing the fact that you guys used to do one, and some of, we miss it. I mean, I, we, we, you know, we could talk about what the, talk this about one it, here, so, yeah. right? And then, and then the other, I mean, the other I guess thing, the question you know, becomes: do, those who remember when we used to have the holiday show, this is another like one of the shows the CIG used to do. Right, the kind of absolutely, you know, yeah, that's actually not our, our fault. I mean, many things in this show that was our fault. Shit, this audio right here is not our fault. You no, know, I think volume-wise, the stuff there. So, so CIG used to do. Let me. I won't even talk about it. Disco, why don't you talk about what what, what used to happen? How in how many years did we do them? Uh, we 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 started in twenty fourteen. I want to say uh, twenty fourteen. Yeah, someone, someone Twitch that said twenty fourteen. Yeah, twenty fourteen was our first holiday live stream. 
uh, I was there. I was there. Santa, you didn't see me on uh, on camera at all during that live stream, but uh, but uh, maybe you did. I don't remember. Yeah, you, on this um, one, you pop up in the Santa Claus outfit later, I think. Well, on, on this one, yeah, but I'm talking about that 2014, oh, 2014 one. one. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah it, it used to be. I showed up. I I showed up as Santa uh, every year until they made me dress as an English beef eater, <laughs> and then and then and then I, my ass was out after that. Um, but no, it was it was just it was just a little thing. It was it was it was we we, we just we were you know live. We, we were still figuring out who we were and what when. And what and what we wanted, we used to do an anniversary live stream, and then we did a we did a, a holiday live stream, and uh, some were better than others. Uh, the last holiday live stream we did had the uh, Squadron Forty Two Vertical Slice, mm -hmm. uh, and went very well. Mm -hmm. uh, but the one immediately before that is the infamous mm -hmm. um, holiday live stream. Yeah, uh, and, and, and if 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 you there's just, there's a YouTube video called Star Citizen. Star Citizen holiday live stream in a nutshell and it's basically somebody somebody cut our uh wonderful live stream up with uh uh clips from space balls and it's uh it's quite entertaining i can say it's entertaining now it took me right. about two years before i could laugh about it yeah I, that's, why uh, I didn't show it. that's why i didn't show it that's why i didn't show it i didn't want to show it in a bad light you know what i mean yep well, let's let's yeah. just say I, I'm I'm not going to tell you what happened or why it happened or how it happened. It, or it's like gone. I know that. <laughs> but I will tell you that as it ended, I sat in a chair for about an for what people tell me was about an hour to an hour and a half, completely emotionless. Searing. Complete. Yeah, I did. I I, I was so angry and so <sighs> upset. That I was, I was trying to, I was trying to decide whether I was going to quit or get fired. Uh, and and Orlando leaves a lot of jobs, y'all. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I left. I got my. I eventually got in my car and drove to Utah, <laughs> just for 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 uh, and and showed up at my uh, showed up at my dad's doorstep and said, I just need to be away from <laughs> everything. Dump, you just started running. For, for about, for, I did, and I and I stayed away wow. for about a week. I stayed away for about a week. No emails, no conversations, no nothing. Mm. And then I, I, I came back and I came back and uh, uh, everybody was like, hey, everybody knows that wasn't because of you. Mm. That, that wasn't your fault. And we, we figured out why it happened. And we've, in, we've taken steps to ensure that it will never happen again. Mm. And I was just like, okay, yeah. then I'll stay. And uh, it never happened again. Yep. So. So is it is this once again just a consolidation like you're not doing holiday end of the year thing because you know we used to look forward to that December thing is it just now just kind of <laughs> passe? It, it's it's one of those things where if you look at historically the December patch, mm -hmm. the December patch has usually been our biggest patch. It's when we launched 2.0. Mm -hmm. It's when we uh. launched 3.0. Mm -hmm. It's when we launched two. It's we launched 2.0 in December. We launched 2.6. In December, which was a pretty big one, mm -hmm. uh, it was the I was the edition of Star Marine originally. Uh, we launched 3.0 in December. Uh, I think, think it was uh, 3.4 was in December uh, with um, Lorval. It's just historically, and it's not intentional. It's just that's the way development seems to have worked. Mm -hmm. uh, the December's have been our bigger patches of the year, and it's not to say that it will always be that. It, like I said, it's it's not an intentional thing, mm -hmm. but because it's because that has been what's happened and because nobody wants to stay late you know it, you know work over the holiday if 
if the if the patch doesn't make it out in time and stuff like this, the holiday live stream just became an unnecessary uh distraction. It mm. became a why are why are we doing this to ourselves? It's why why are we why are we trying to race to get a patch out so we can all go on our deserved uh, um, uh, winter breaks and we're throwing this giant live stream thing in the middle that's just screwing with our efforts to do it because too much it, work. That, like, like I said, how much time do we take our devs away from making the game to make our to make our videos? We're not a video company; we're a video game company. Mm. So, uh, Dark Knight, that is absolutely not what I'm saying, and that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Dark Knight. That's what we heard. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> okay. 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 I, I, I can on, I can honestly tell you at this point in this moment, I have I, I have no idea what's in. Uh, December patch was that three sixteen? Yeah, three sixteen. Yeah, yeah. My, my my life is stuck entirely in three fifteen and Citizen God Moon right now, so I have no clue what's coming in three sixteen right now. Mm. No, it Do, yeah. does not does not enter my does not enter my existence <laughs> until <laughs> until like November, so or October. Uh, right. So three sixteen, yeah, that's when pirates come. No, G- no, 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 no. Geo? No, don't do it, Geo. Please don't. Fast carts. Cart Steve is going to come alive like Christine. <laughs> oh my God! Star and Jump, thank you for I'm the a, raid. I'm going to send it to hunt you down. <laughs> thank you for the raid, Star Jump. Uh, we, thank we, you, we really Star appreciate Jump. that. We got a couple of questions, real quick. Um, Wait, real quick, real quick, because you missed a major one. This is a bonus one. What's that? Uh, do you remember? I can't believe it's on this list. What's that? Ten for the chairman. Yeah, I remember I said I couldn't get everything on here. We'd be here all day because there's still some other ones. That oh, I yeah. I was, yeah. Yeah, I was going to mention the, the That's true. Yeah, yeah. I was going to mention the co- replays like COVID. Like, that, that's not around, right? Yeah. No. Dude, 10 for Chairman is the main one out of this whole list. Yeah. That I wish would come back. I know it couldn't be weekly, but that was one of the main times, guys, where I was like really throwing money at this game. But I, he would, I would hear Chris talk. He was. He knew what the fuck. He, I, I never heard of Wing Commander or any of his games before that. So I, this is my first time even knowing anything about Chris Roberts ever. Mm. He's hot on that camera. He asked these questions and he knew exactly what the fuck he was talking about. He wasn't stuttering. He had a clear vision. So when I would watch this show, that was like my favorite thing that CIG ever produced. I got excited one time. He sat with Lando in a live stream and said, "Hey, maybe I could do these type of things quarterly and almost uh, like a live stream." And talking about answering questions, um, I was like, I would love that, but he never did. I was like, two years ago, he said that never came. But I sure miss Chris talking. Um, maybe if, even if it's like twice out the year, I would love to hear him do live streams again. Well, we just had him and Sandy come back uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I, yes, and I was like so excited. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 yeah. It, it comes, it comes back to the same thing we've already said. I don't need to go over it. It's how much. It's what is the dev cost if. If the true cost in these videos is not the money for the cameras or the editing or the motion graphics, the true cost of these videos is in what we pay the developers and then take them away Time. from making the game mm-hmm. to, to be this. It's like, it's that salary. And it, it's, it's how much that time, not just the salary, the salary is just, a, it's, it's, it's how much they're worth to the development of the game for that hour. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's, it's like, what is, you know, Rich Tyrer? Look at Rich Tyrer, Sean Tracy, you know, these guys, like, how much is their time worth to the development of this game? Mm-hmm. And to yeah. pull them away and have them on video, it's, yeah. is that worth it? It yeah. goes exponentially higher when you talk to Chris Roberts. Can I, can I, like, when, like, what? 
you just pulling Chris is just it's just too expensive. Can I can I say this yeah. though, Disco? I will tell you this. When you guys do pillar talks, those really strengthen the community's feelings. When 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 we hear from totally when, when, when you have Tracy, when you've got Brian Chambers, when you've got Chris sitting at that table, don't get me wrong, we love hearing the devs because the devs are the guys that are right there with their hands on it. Oh yeah, always. But, it just, but it's like it reinforces for the community the vision and direction. It's like we hear a cohesive, all heads of departments all kind of moving together and it really makes the community, you know, feel more confident for lack of a better term. And I don't get me wrong, we're confident, but it just kind of reinforces it anymore. But I also understand what you're saying about trying to get those heads together, coordinating a schedule, making the time, I get it. Uh, but it, it, it's but we love when you guys do it. I, I'll just say that when it does happen, yeah. it's, it's always great to hear. Even yeah, heads. even one studio head of, like out each patch because you drop quarterly patches. Like if we could have that like once out the month, talk about that Ooh, patch not and once a month, answer brother. some questions. Quarterly, maybe. I, not, I do. <laughs> Quar- I mean, not once, but yeah, quarterly every quarter. I'm about, well, yeah, just you know, just to hear them talk about that. Uh, you know, that patch and well, we uh, some of the community get to answer questions. Yeah, we we do that. It's called all about. Alpha and then whatever the patches we do that every quarter. Mm-hmm. That's a special episode of art, of art of art. Is uh, that what the Tony G episode was? No, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, SEL mm-hmm. SEL every single quarter okay. has an oh, all okay. about the patch episode mm-hmm. where we have we have we have Todd, we have Rich Tyrer, we have Ian Leland, we we have whoever the major directors are mm-hmm. who who've mo- who've most aptly contributed to that patch on, and they answer questions solely about the development of that patch. We do that. Oh, is it live? Yeah, mm-hmm. on the oh. Friday show. On the Friday show's live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I thought that. I thought that was. I thought that wasn't with studio heads. I thought that was like different parts of the the game. Talk about pillar talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, talk well, about well, YouTube games. Studio heads are studio heads are administrators. You don't want to hear from studio heads. Mm-hmm. Studio heads are people who uh, studio studio. Uh, most of the studio heads you've never even heard their names of. You've mm-hmm. never heard. So them. Like so like Aaron or Chris or. Brian yeah, they're not, they're not studio heads. They're not studio heads. Mm-hmm. No, they're, they're they're not the people who run the studios. They're the people who they're the people who run the company. Mm-hmm. They're they're execs, but they don't they don't they're not the studio heads. The uh, oh. all right, all right. We got two, <laughs> yeah. we got two questions. I want to get on these because we we're, we're, I don't want to keep everybody tonight. Uh, Lefty asked two questions. One of them was, "Is there anything around the roadmap that anyone has ever seen for a holographic landing assist?" If I'm not mistaken, and Disco, maybe you might remember this or correct me if I'm wrong. I thought that they had mentioned uh, that, remember back in the day, there was a landing system that we had in our ships with the little dots that you knew when you were centered. And I thought I heard something about something like that was coming back. Am I correct about that? Anybody remember in chat? We like it. We want it. It's okay. just a question of when. Just a matter of when. Okay. That answers that. And the other question is, can we get a CitizenCon teaser? And are you, I don't know, Lefty, maybe you want to throw in the chat. Are you saying something visual or are you just talking about something leading up to it? Or are you looking for some type of bit of hint uh, from uh, Disco? Because he's probably going to tell you that's not his area. Well, no, it's absolutely my area. It's I'm just, just teasing. It's just, this isn't exactly a, this isn't a, exactly a scheduled, okay. you know, outlay of he's Star just... Citizen information. Mm-hmm. Almost everything that I've said today has been out there in one way, shape or form. I'm just consolidating and I'm being very specific with the mm-hmm. information that I share. This is not like, you know, this is not an official broadcast where right. we, you know, share information, or whatever. So, short of me revealing that I was the voice of every video of every <laughs> character on that one video, there's really, there's really been very little, if any, new information here tonight. Okay. So cool. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. Um, fast cart, real quick. Why don't you give the quick plug for what's coming up in August while I start looking for uh, someone to raid? 
Okay, so please join us on August 14, 2021, 3 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. UTC. We're having another virtual bar citizen, and I'm calling it this time international because I want to get people across the pond to, to come join us. It's not just an, an, an American um, one. So it's a virtual bar citizen. It'll be hosted on Zoom, and I'll be posting the information in Twitch chat now, and I'm going to put it in YouTube chat. Also, oh, it didn't take, but I'll, I'll, I'll fix it in YouTube later. But um, again, it's um, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern, August 14th. So yeah, I have a whole month and I'm looking forward to seeing people there. Mm -hmm. And you guys, listen, really, if you guys can sign up, we, you know, before we asked you guys to sign up, we had a really great time the last, both of our, our occasions on the last two that we had. Uh, Disco was at our first one. At our second one, we had Tyler Whitkin came in. Also, Jake Acapella was there. Uh, we got one more coming up, and we're hoping to do one uh, just before uh, or in league with when CitizenCon comes around in October. So this August one will be the next one. And our sponsors for this, again, is Soul Citizens, Yacht Club, SC. And I've also asked Astropub Paul Shelley uh, to come on as virtual bartender for this next one as well. So you guys, make sure you sign up for it. Uh, we really are looking forward to having this next one. It's been growing each time, having a lot of fun at them. Uh, I think the first one we were there for five hours. The second one was an absurd 11 hours. Don't even ask about why it went that long, uh, but we're gonna manage the time much better this next, on this next one, hopefully. Um, other than that, uh, Geo, thank you for being here. Tell people where they can find you. Uh, yes, you guys can find me at SubGeo everywhere. I got Twitter, Instagram. I just changed uh, the YouTube, so you just look up Geo. Good money won't be there no more. Be uh, SubGeo and even the TikToks. Okay, even <laughs> on TikTok. Oh my God, I can't imagine what you're putting on TikTok. <laughs> okay. Oh man, awesome. I haven't put nothing too crazy yet. Okay. And Geo, I just gotta say, you put you put up awesome, awesome content on on, on OnlyFans. I, I love it. Oh yeah, that's where you guys get the shower streams. I've been saving oh, it on there. Premium for that. Oh my god. Um Jade, thank you for being here. Today was Jade's debut. Jade, you did a great job. Mm -hmm. Everybody send some love thank to you. Jade. Jade was awesome as always. Yay. Sharing all of her information and fast cart as always, my friend. It's good to have you as always. Disco, thank you so, so much for hanging out with us tonight. We really appreciate all that you shared with us. As and I, I gotta say, we forgot one thing that, that that we all left behind. We left behind our wallets. Now you left your wallet behind. Mine's still in my pocket, brother. I still have mine. I still have mine. And, and, and listen, Whammer wants to say something to everybody before we get, I, well, I don't know if I should let Whammer. Should I let Whammer? Do you guys want to hear from Whammer one more time tonight? Yeah, I mean, go ahead. Should I let Whammer say, say something? All it's right. time for Ray. Who we go, Ray? <laughs> okay, so who's gonna raid? We're gonna raid. Let's do Star Jump Ender. You guys know Star Jump, who put together the awesome video uh, with the ships from Star Citizen. So you guys give some love to uh, Star Jump Ender when you get over there. If you haven't followed him, follow him. And Disco, anything you want to say before you go? Where did he go? Uh, he, he's always gonna be Geo. Get money to me. And there you I want to check out that. I want to check out that OnlyFans. Oh God. <laughs> Hey, I got to say, shout, out, shout out to Disco, man. I love when y'all come on our shows, come hang out with us, man. That's nothing I miss. You guys used to come on community shows, and it was a blast. So shout out to you. To anymore. I know you and Tyler always do it in some of the other videos, but, you know. Oh my mama name is Gio, I'm going to call him Gio. I haven't, I, haven't been, I, haven't, I haven't received a request to be on anybody's show in, like, two years. There you go. I, I, well, I, 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 I think I, I, I show up that. Mm -hmm. Because I, I I remember it was I, there was a what was that Ben's day there used to be, and I guess 
you guys couldn't do like shows no more like that with some of the community. And so I think that's why people don't even ask CIG for like interviews. Yeah, this was a pleasant surprise, Jared. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you. Yep, we do appreciate yeah, just, that. Yeah, thank you for. I'm just a soulless corporate shill. <laughs> All right, guys. There you go. We'll look forward to see. Oh, they have next week. I forgot. I'm sorry. I forgot to tell you guys real quick. Uh, next week, our um, show, we're continuing on our series, uh, Industrial Strength. And the show is going to be on the Orion. I think we covered the whole D&E last time around. This time it's going to be on the Orion. For those of you who are into mining, looking forward to that. You guys come hang out with us next Sunday. And don't forget about Soul Talk on Thursday, the open talk show, where you guys can come in Discord and talk to us directly and share your thoughts on Star Citizen. So I like big ships and I cannot lie. Oh, Just be sure, you, be sure you talk about how the Orion is only half the size now and no longer rotates. Don't you dare say that. There we go. On that, note, on that note, you guys will see you next week. Uh, and we've had it backwards. The, the, big the, the big fat end with the boxes is the front. Here comes the Reddit hate. You didn't do it now. Oh my God. Don't quote that, you guys. Until we see you guys <laughs> next week. Peace, love, and soul. Don't forget to send some love to, to uh, Star Jump Ender. Take care, gang. It's also a first aid ship. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We are. And you thought I was a show Ender. <laughs> we have jumped over to Ender. Yeah, we did. Yeah, Disco, thank yeah. you, man. Appreciate uh, you hanging out with First of all, hi, Grim. We are still <laughs> live on YouTube. <laughs> Second of all, oh, yeah, hi, Soul. Uh, and everybody else.